Welcome, everyone, to episode 145 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. We're all here today. It's it's a, It feels like a reunion. I haven't been almost. here in two weeks. Yeah. Corey, almost, almost three. Corey, uh, <laughs> almost three, yeah. Corey wasn't streaming. here last week. We're streaming live, yeah. It's all, we're all, we're all good here. Uh, which is good, because the episode for today is going to be on Dark Souls 2, um, which me, Corey, and... And Eric played extensively, so we're going to be talking quite a bit about that. Uh, does anyone have anything they want to tease? Uh, well, I haven't been here since I played Trials. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we're <laughs> supposed to talk. No, you were here for half of an episode. You didn't oh, get to talk right. about it. Yeah, so I'll talk about Trials you had Fusion later. Yeah, Corey and I didn't talk about it when you left. Yeah, I listened to the to the podcast. But yeah, I think that was it for me. Okay. Corey, do you have anything you want to tease? Mario Golf. World yep. Tour? Is that the subtitle? World Tour, yep. I also have that, and I'll, I'll, I'll be t- we'll be talking about it. We'll, we'll got it today, but hasn't had a chance to play it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of Child of Light we can talk about. Uh, that's our Minim- episode. Minimal, right? Minimal, yeah. Just just first impressions. That's going to be our episode for next week, so we're not going to get into the meat of it. But but first impressions we'll talk about uh, this week. Uh, anything else? Anyone want to tease? Um... We're going to talk about the Call of Duty stuff later, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Probably well, should cover it. We should cover the Call of Duty stuff, yes. I got that nibble bit, don't worry. Okay, right. perfect. That'll, that We'll be talking about that in nibble bits. Uh, so, yeah, let's get right into the episode then. Uh, obviously, our episode this week is about Dark Souls 2. Um, Corey, I, I wanted to start with you because you probably had the most experience with the first Dark Souls. Uh, so I wanted to get kind of your impressions, uh, maybe some differences between the first and second. From, from what you remember, I know you played it a little while ago. Yes. Um, I mean, the first time's always better. So I will say, uh, just, you know, in summary, that I, I did like the first Dark Souls more. Uh-huh. Um, and, and for me, some of the differences were the first one had a little bit more of that magic to it. Um, and I know it was a different pro- produce, executive producer this go-around, or director, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't know how much that had to do with it. But this one felt uh, a little bit more accessible, which, I mean, they, they sort of said was the point. Um, to get more people in in the dark into the Dark Souls series, but uh, yeah, so it's a little bit more accessible. I don't know. I don't want to say easier. Um, Corey, can I, I ask you a question? I was gonna. Well, say. I think I think it was easier for me because I you know I knew how to play Dark Souls, right? So that's why it felt a little easier to me. I can't really. I don't. I can't really say whether overall it's an easier game or not, but it's definitely more accessible. But yeah, go ahead, Eric. I just is that what you meant by accessible was easy? I was just gonna ask you. Uh, no, there's just a, a couple more convenient uh, things in it, and, and the main one would be the ability to fast travel right away between uh, bonfires. Yeah, uh, it's funny you say that because after I'm done with Dark Souls two, I want to go back and play one because I only I really didn't even scratch the surface of one. Yeah, I played mm-hmm. it for about three hours, and yeah, that was it. And that's one thing that I I feel like would really <clears throat> piss me off is not being able to do that right from the start. Right. I mean, just picture if you wanted to go anywhere, you had to brave every single zone to get back to a certain point. And if you died along the way, 
tough toenails. And it would be different in Dark Souls 1, too, be- 1 also, because the enemies don't die, completely die, after you've killed them a certain number of times, either. Right, So right. that's also harder. Yeah. Yes. Because I've, a couple times now in Dark Souls 2, I've killed guys so many times that they don't come back, and I, I'm like, oh. Nice. Yeah, that makes it so much better. But you also can't get the souls. I was, I was. That's that was going to be my point. Is it, it's harder to level? I think yeah. like later on because because yeah. after you kill what it's twelve or fifteen times between twelve and fifteen. It feels after like you kill forty them, million times to me. But yeah, some of the guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I mean, so so you so you're not not as much of a fan of Dark Souls two as the first one. But like uh, you, like you don't said, get me wrong, Dan. It's it's you know I I think I said multiple times dark the first Dark Souls was my favorite game of last generation. Right. Um. So yeah, no, not as good as Dark Souls one, but still probably you know gonna be my favorite game of the year and maybe of the last couple of years and the next couple of years kind of thing. So yeah. you know to say it's not as good as the first Dark Souls is is still really high praise in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, one of the things that obviously Corey talked about that they changed was you get access to the fast travel right away. Uh, there's a few other changes. The way the hollowing works is different, or humanity works is different. Um, in this one, like, humanity was a resource in the first Dark Souls, whereas in Dark Souls 2, um, it's not, not a resource, but you... Right, Corey? It's funny you mentioned that because in I the first re- Dark Souls, I never really, I never really understood how that stuff worked fully. Okay, and you know that's one of the things about this game too is these systems they're a little bit more apparent to you in Dark Souls two than they were in the first one. Yeah, um, and and part of that, and this goes back to me saying the first one had a little bit more charm was the just the translation was really not very good in the first one, but that gave it you know it added to that whole atmosphere of just like what the hell am I doing kind of thing, right? Um, and this stuff, it's a little bit more clear. And I think, I think in, in this one, you're either human or you're hollow. In the other one, there was like levels of humanity. Oh. Okay. Does that, does that sound right? Am I making that up? Yeah. You're the only one that would know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I played, I played the first Dark Souls for three hours on St. Patty's day. And, and that's that, was, that was it. Probably more than I played it. You're right, Corey. Yeah. We're going to, yep. we're going to say yes on that. <laughs> so Corey, also, something that I felt just from the brief time I played Dark Souls 1 was that 2 was a little more directed for where to go. Yep. Right from the for beginning. Sure. You know for what sure, I mean? yeah. I, and, even though Dan and I both did the same thing. and <laughs> I'm glad, I mean, you, I'm glad you, you told me, too, because yeah, I, I had no idea. It's not necessarily the first or second zone, but probably, you know what I mean? It's not numbered that way, but... There is a couple spots you can go right from the beginning, and it's very easy to go to the one that you probably shouldn't go to first. And Dan yeah. and I both did that, but the other one is very noticeable. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like that a little bit better because with Dark Souls 1, and I know that's part of the game and the charm of it, but I, I liked how it was a little easier right off the bat knowing where the fuck I'm going. I actually made the sure. same mistake in the first one that I did in the second, and that's going to the wrong area oh, right so off the bat. I, and I think that's why I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then try to find somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, well, let's talk about our characters. What, what did everybody make? Corey, what did you make for your character? Uh, a woman, a very large woman. Um, <laughs> well, first, it's funny, because first I made a cleric. I was like, I'm going to try something a little bit different. I bet none of the other guys made a cleric. You two guys um, are crazy. Who are you with your first builds? Well, you know, I came in all cocky. Thinking. I had to restart, too. I, I was like, for both of you, I was like, geez, man, you're really really going right after a good hard playthrough here. 
yeah, so so I had my cleric, and uh, I went to the the first quote unquote zone area, the Forest of the Fallen Giants. That's the title uh-huh. of it, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, and was just having zero fun. I, Eric, I don't know how long you watched me play. Um, you stopped talking at a certain point, but like from that point, you stopped talking. I probably died another hundred times, um, and I was just like, I am I doing something wrong? Like this is no fun to me. And I was I was almost I was almost ready to rage quit already. Corey, I'll tell you. I actually really enjoyed watching you because I had already watched Dan play, and it was weird because you had more experience than him, but Dan was kind of the one that was kind of rushing in and attacking while you were not really doing that, I felt like, Mm -hmm. and it was just weird watching, but then as soon as you died, it was like you wanted nothing to do with the guy that just killed you. You were going to try and run through everything. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't want to say anything to you, obviously, because you have played it way more than I did. But I so just knowing how the enemies were set up ahead of you, where you were going, I was trying to be like, dude, that's you can't do that. Right. And you kept saying, yeah. you're like, I'm just not patient enough for this right now. And I was just, that's exactly, I was like, Corey's just not being patient enough. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No. And I knew. I knew. I'm like, you I did. can't. I can't play like this. But I, I just, I don't know if it was just. It, it actually kind of worried me. I'm like, have I changed? me as a person so much that I can't be patient in video games anymore. Well, and I, I had this sort of like existential question going on in my head and I'm like, what, what's wrong with me? Maybe I just, maybe I just don't like dark souls anymore. It's funny you say that too, because I can tell how much I've changed as a gamer because a, I had to stop playing dark souls two for a while. Cause I got it for console. So I had it what, a month earlier than you guys. Yeah. I had to stop playing for a while. Cause my girlfriend was out with an injury cut back on my, my game time. And previous Eric would have probably never gone back to it. Right. Just because I get out of a game and I just never go back to it for whatever reason. And I can't wait to play Dark Souls 1 again. Or not, really for the first time. You know, and it's just not like me to do that. Yeah. So. Okay. It's funny you uh, talk about changing. So what did, you, what did you end up settling in with, with your class, Corey? Yeah, so uh, fortunately, Eric said you picked a hard starting class, and I was like, okay, well, that sort of makes sense. <laughs> he said, said, that, uh, said that to me, too. Yeah. And I, I went back and made a knight. Uh-huh. A knight? That's what I made. Must be a knight. I think it's a knight. What are the other... I don't... There's swordsman. there's knight, warrior, swordsman, uh, traveler. Okay, uh, it was a knight then. Yeah, deprived. I made a knight and uh, immediately had far more success. <laughs> Like night and day difference kind of thing, and I was like, "All right, yeah, this game's pretty good." Yeah, I I did the exact same thing. I started off the game with a bandit, and that was the night I streamed. Uh, Eric was watching me, also giving me tips because I was clueless to what I was doing. I asked him first if he wanted tips, because um. <laughs> because I I knew Corey wasn't going to want them. I asked right. him too, but. I figured you might, Dan. I'd want a few, yeah. a few pointers, um, which I was glad for. Um, and and like Eric said, I was very much. I, I like to get into the thick of combat, and Bandit is not the right class for that. I was impressed, that. though. Did I do okay? Yeah, for okay. never playing before, I thought you did pretty well. Well, thank you. Um, but but I had uh, again. I kept dying. I kept like beating my head against a wall. I Bandit is a ranged character, and I didn't know that when I when I started off. So remember, I, I asked you if you were going to have a bow. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I have a bow. <laughs> I didn't even know I had a bow or how to use a bow. Yeah. Um. I, so I ended up switching too after the first night. I switched to swordsman. Like Corey, night and day difference right off the bat. Um. I think Which I is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think I cleared the force of giants only dying like three times. Wow. Um. Same thing, but but that's the perfect type of character for rushing right in, doing a lot of damage, and then jumping out. Yeah. Like I was I was talking to these guys in our in our chat thing that we have. Um, 
for for text messaging and podcast stuff and, and i was saying it's a perfect character for me because i can jump right in stick the enemy a few times and jump right out so i immediately had more fun too Corey. i was in the same exact boat as you starting with the wrong character yes so i you, made what, a night right off the bat night, okay. um I, I did a pretty good amount of research and reading articles about Dark Souls before it came out, and being that I hadn't really played much of the first one, I, they said it was definitely probably a good idea to make a knight or, you know, one of those kind of classes, so mm-hmm. I started with the knight and went from there. My guy's pretty girly looking. Okay. <laughs> mine is a girl, too, yeah. like like Corey's, Corey's I, character. Honestly, if you looked at it, you'd probably think mine was a girl. Okay. But it's not. Sometimes it's hard to tell. Yeah. Especially if you're if you're a hollow like I am all yeah. the time now, it doesn't. It was matter. funny because uh, I was reading. I think it was like the gaming subreddit, and uh, somebody posted like a picture of the back of their Dark Souls two characters' head, and it was like, "Why did I spend hours making this guy's face?" <laughs> yeah, because it's just a zombie looking thing. I didn't yeah, spend. It's... I rarely spend any time on the face of the character because you know you don't really see it. Yeah, yeah, because you see the back of your character. Oh, and the and the hollow, yeah. Okay. So what, do you, what I mean, what are your what are your thoughts now? Like Eric well, I, I know coming back to it, Eric, that was Yeah, actually I it didn't take me out of it at all. And you know why? Is because I thought about it all the time. Right. When I wasn't playing it. So I knew where Which I was, what I was doing, what I wanted to do. Um so it didn't take me out of it at all and I got right back into it. Um but honestly, since Skyrim came out, this is probably the first game that I've played that I've just been super jonesing yeah. to go home and play again. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it and trying to figure out, like, where I want to go next. Like, do I want to level up with my souls? Do I want to upgrade my sword with my souls? Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I talk to people that I know play it all the time, and that's, yeah. like, all we talk about. There's a guy at work that all we ever talk about is Dark Souls. Yeah. And uh, so it was very easy for me to get back into it. But I've played... You guys have probably played more than I have, actually. I've got about 20 hours. Okay, we're about the same then. What level are you? 76. See, yeah, and the guy that I know that plays is way ahead of me in terms of level. I'm only, like, level 45. Really? Yeah. Wow. I did a lot of just, like, scouting around and fucking around and time-wasting, probably. Yeah. And I really take my time with it. Okay. So uh-huh. that's probably why. Okay. But uh, yeah, like I said, I when I first started off, I went to the, I guess, supposed second area, which is Hyde's <laughs> Tower of Flame. With the, with the Iron Giants? Well, yeah. So I had been hearing about the Pursuer a lot mm-hmm. without looking anything up about the Pursuer, really. I didn't know what it was. So I went into Hyde's Tower of Flame, and the first thing you see is this giant giant guy with a big sword. And I thought for sure, I was like, shit, this must be the Pursuer. Yeah. So when I first get to him, he falls off the, the stone bridge that you walk yeah, over. Yeah. I kind of got him to come after me, and he fell off because he's so big and clumsy. So I was like, shit, I just beat the pursuer. And I was so <laughs> Little excited. Little did you know. And I told, like, three people. I was like, ah, he was nothing, man. I just got him to fall off the bridge, and it was, it was great. Um, turns out that wasn't the pursuer after all. No, and, the, uh, the pursuer was quite the battle. I still haven't beat the pursuer, as it turns out. <laughs> Can you guys refresh my memory on which one is the p- pursuer? He's he's in the fir- the top, the the forest of giants one, and he's he's mm-hmm. the one the heavily heavily armored flying guy. You with- actually can get, fight him pretty early in the level. He gets dropped by an eagle if you go up on a platform. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't know you could fight him there. 
Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that happen out of the corner of my eye. Yeah, same uh, here. And then, like, I think I got like killed, um, not by him, but by something else. See? And then I, I went back to that platform, and he never came back. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to come get dropped off by a bird. Um, if if you go up there. Huh. But uh, that's, that's where so you're. Weird. You can fight him there first, but you're not meant to win that one. Like when you go up there and he drops. You know how the bosses have the long health bar? Yeah. It doesn't come up because you're just not supposed to win it. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, so he's the one that you fight towards the end of the four, or, yeah, Force of Oh, Giants. right. Okay, yeah, I did, I did beat the Pursuer. Solo it or did you summon? No, uh, summon two people. Um, oh, nice. And I don't know I don't know how in-depth we want to get about this stuff. Let's do it. Let's get right into it. Fuck it. Let's get balls uh, deep. There's two crossbows there oh. that if. If one person, you know, distracts him, the other two people use the crossbows, and it takes, like, three hits, and he's I dead. I didn't know that. Shit. Now, Dan, this is what I tried to do, because I did it solo. I, I honestly didn't really know much about the summoning at first anyway. Yeah. So I tried to go in there solo, and that was my plan, was to use the crossbows. Is to try and, like, just time it right so that I dodged him and ran past him and got to the crossbow in time before and, he hit me. And he smashed them. He fucked me up so hard. Oh, because he can smash him too, I think. Well, that's what he did. I got yeah. behind it and he just bashed right through it and yeah. killed me. And I was like, well, that's not going to work out. Yeah. Uh, the Pursuer, I ended up summoning someone to, to help me. He's actually the only boss I fought that I couldn't solo. That's um, impressive. I've, I've soloed all the other ones. but that's really impressive. I, not without its difficulties. Well, but still, though, I wouldn't have the patience <laughs> to do that. Can I ask, can I ask why, Dan? Because I couldn't. There's no. I still don't think I could beat him by myself. No, I mean, why? Why did you generally just solo? Uh, honestly, the there was only one other boss that I had a lot of trouble with, and I couldn't solo or I couldn't summon someone, summon someone to help me because I ran out of human effigies. Mm. So I couldn't. I just kept. Which boss was it? Uh, the the th- th- Ruin Centennials, the three. Yes, that's where I am right now. Um, I I, I finally was able to beat it on my own. Actually, I beat it today. Yeah. We beat him to was it today or was it yesterday? I don't know. I I texted you, you yeah, guys. I, don't I think it was yesterday, but I needed to like sleep on it and then the first time I went back and fought him the next day, I beat him the first first try. So, okay. it's one of those things where you need to sleep on it cuz I like when I when I die a lot and I I get tired, like I start getting careless. Yeah, you same know? here cuz you just want to rush back exactly, to where you Exactly. And you that's when you start dying all the time. Yeah. So, should but, we should we back up and yeah uh, yeah that was going to suggest that go back to I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't really know anything about Dark Souls and are curious to hear about but, the systems a little bit. But yeah, the uh, well, just to finish my thought on the Pursuer, he's the only one I, I had to have someone uh, someone, but I still don't think I would be able to beat him on my own. That's how hard he was. Yeah, uh, for me, he just beat my ass to a pulp. So, but yeah, go ahead, Corey. Um, yeah, so I mean, we're, we keep referencing summoning people. Uh, the way the game works is you're your own character in your own sort of world, but there's the, all these other parallel universes where you know everybody else is playing their game. So even though it's a single player game, there's these multiplayer components, and one of those components is the ability to summon. Uh, they're called phantoms, which are it's just a way to summon other player characters into your game. Um, and there's there's two types of of situations or, or status as your character can be it's either human or hollow if you're hollow you're like sort of like a zombie like you know you're you're essentially dead is what i gather i mean i don't really know um and and the other one is human if you're a hollow you can put down a soapstone and that soapstone shows up in other people's game worlds and if uh their character is human they can click on the soapstone and summon you into their universe um 
So my strategy for bosses was I would always get to outside where the boss was, probably hollow, put down my soapstone, wait to get summoned. That would give me an opportunity to learn how the boss works and, and you know, figure out the systems and, and the exploits or whatever, however, you know, you beat it. Because um, if you die, there's really, you don't really lose anything. You just go back to your world. Um, but if you win and you help the guy kill the boss, not only do you learn how to kill the boss, but you go back to your world as a human um, with a full Estus flask. Um, and Estus flask is, is what you use to heal yourself. So then once you, you go back to your world and you're a human, then you can summon other people. So that was just the way I sort of went through the bosses. And I don't, I don't think I did any of them solo. I don't think I could have anyway. Okay. I did, um, well, we should talk about how souls work in the game. Yeah. Corey, I think you'd probably describe it best. So souls are essentially like experience. And whenever you kill an enemy, you get soul, soul points. Um, and if you die, you lose all your souls, but you can go back and collect them unless you die again on your way to get them back. And with the souls, you once you get to a bonfire, you can fast travel back to the hub world and use the souls to level up. So, like, souls are like currency or experience points, however you want to look at it, yep. but they're, they're also very precious. Mm-hmm. They are precious. Very precious, especially in this game because, like we said earlier... Uh, after you kill enemies a certain amount of time, the, they they don't come back. There's so no you, soul farming. Yeah, you can't you can't farm like you could in the last in the last game. So. And I'll tell you, if you if you die and drop your souls when you go back to retrieve your bloodstain to get your souls back, and you die on your way back, it's the worst feeling on earth. Yeah, even if you only have like four thousand souls and you lose them, you're just like, oh, damn it! I've lost a couple of really hefty ones, and I was on the verge of tears. Yeah. And jumping off the roof. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I hear you. It's it's funny though because like I, you know I've been in situations where I've I've lost souls like a lot of souls and I've been like all right you know there's really not much I could have done about that but then there's also those times where you're on your way back to get it you think you're gonna have no problem doing it and yep. then some regular scrub enemy kills you and you're or, just like are or you you're fighting him and and this is even worse you're fighting him and you fall off the fucking ledge yeah oh yeah well, on your own <laughs> on your own accord yep you didn't even get pushed off too much rolling. Yeah, because you're just being careless. Because you're like, I got this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Corey was saying, and hubris. You're careless and fuck me. That's hubris. A couple times that happened to me, and I just wanted to. I deserved a good kick in the balls. Yeah. For the way I was playing. Yeah. Uh, along the summoning, uh, not only can you summon people to help you with bosses or go into other worlds, but you can also that's that's the PvP element too, um, which I'm still a little unclear on how it works. But you can invade other people's. Uh, universes and attack them or have people invade you and attack and it has something to do with the covenants that is that like your that's like your faction right like a guild or something there there's a few different uh ways the pvp thing works one of them is uh with items and you put an item down and people can summon you into their world yeah. uh for for you two to go at it um but there's also the covenants which are essentially like sort of like guilds and, and they're based on the zone that you're in and you'll talk to an NPC and join that zone's covenant. And uh, in a lot of situations, they give you a ring. And if you wear that ring, it will automatically suck you into other people's worlds who are in that zone as a gray spirit. And uh, as a gray spirit, your job is essentially to help defend that zone from from the player who's trying to clear it, um, which sucks. I'm in this one spot right now called Belfry Luna. Did I, you guys get there? I just got there last night actually it's awful it's awful it's terrible because there's well, so many it's such a small zone so people like to use it as uh uh they like to make it their covenant to defend um 
So even if you get to the boss, that you, it's un, un, inevitable that gray spirits will will uh, enter your world and you'll have to kill them before you can even attempt the boss. Yeah. So it, it really sucks. I've, I've been able to help people clear it, but when it's my turn and I'm human and I summon people, we just get killed by uh, PvP gray spirits, and it, it's terrible. See, I, I, I played it last night when Steam was offline. So I, when I went in there, there was nobody in there, but the but the the characters that were already in there, or the the NPCs that were in there that you had to kill. So yeah. when I go back, I'll probably have that experience. You know, good luck, Dan. <laughs> Thanks. I was I've ready to. This is one of the one of the games that makes me want to throw my compute my controller through my monitor. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's frustratingly difficult, but alluring at the same time. Yeah. Well, it's got a special allure to it. To it. Yeah. And that's something we should talk about too. Like, uh, despite the game's uh, obviously steep difficulty, uh, what 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 do you think it is that that keeps drawing everybody back into it? I think just the. I think it's visually pleasing. First of all, I love the way that the zones are set up. No Man's Wharf was so cool. I yeah. thought, like, I walked in there, I was like, "This is fucking awesome looking." Yeah. Um, I thought Hyde's Tower of Flame would probably be my favorite looking one. And then I got to No Man's War. I was like, no, this this is probably going to be my favorite one. Yeah. But uh, I think that they just made everything, all of the levels and the zones and, and all of it just makes such a cool aura about the game. And everything just feels so hopeless. Yeah. I was just going to say that. It, feel, it feels hopeless. It feels like... It, like the wor- the world's ruined, you know. Like yeah. like it's it's long past its expiration date, right. and uh, but for me, like there's also like a a mystery that you kind of want to solve. There is you know? the mystery. There's to something it. mysterious That's about the, about the world. Big time mysterious going on there, and uh, I, I like it. somebody that didn't know anything about Dark Souls asked me what it was like, and I said it's it's kind of like Skyrim. But really difficult, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Much and darker, much darker, more difficult, and with more mystery. Yeah. Um, but it's the same kind of feeling, I guess. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just it's hard to describe without playing it. You know, you'd have to have somebody play it to really understand what what keeps pulling you back in. Yeah. And part of it is the difficulty, because when you finally beat like a boss or something, you're like oh. Fuck yeah, you know what I mean. Like, Elation is the only word I can I, use. I could compare it to like when I score like a, a last minute goal in FIFA or yeah. something like that. You know what I mean? Or like in trials, if I have tried a track fifty times to get the top score and I finally do it, and it's like fuck, I don't have to do that again. Yeah. Yes, that was awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just all of that rolled into one, and like you said with the mystery, like right off the bat, there's a well. And you can see that you can go down the well, but you know that if you try to, you're going to die. But yeah. you're like, fuck, how what's do I get down, down in the well and what's down there? Yeah. And there's a bunch of items you can see. Yep. And it's like, ah, oh, shit. It dangles that carrot in front exactly. of you. And you got to figure out. It doesn't tell you what to do. you got to figure out yourself, like, well, how am I going to do this? And that is where the multiplayer comes into play, and it's just brilliant. Yeah. I think this game probably does multiplayer better than any other game I've ever played. Yeah. Um... Can I, can I just can I jump in here before? Yeah, I go ahead. Want to say because I, I want to address almost all of that. Um, the atmosphere is yeah, that's a big part of it. And have you guys noticed there's like no music? Yeah, until you yep. get to the boss, and then you're like, holy shit, this music just kicked in, and it's pretty badass. Yeah, like that's part of it. It's, it's just like this eerie sort of like you guys said. It's just this like mystery, and and Dan, that's a good way to describe the world as mm-hmm. expired. Yeah, uh, I think that's a really good way to put it. Um, what else did I want to address? What, what, Eric, what were you just talking about? 
I I was in the zone, Corey. <laughs> it's like Will Ferrell when he's in the debate on. Uh, what happened? I blacked on out. On old school, it was like that. I blacked out. Oh, the well. <laughs> Did you guys get down in the well? No, yes. not yet. Yeah. You didn't? No. I'm not going to – do you know how? I'm not going to tell you. Well, I know I know. there's a couple ways of doing it, okay. but I, I haven't, I haven't well, gotten down there one yet. of the ways – the way that I did it, I'm not going to say how I did it, but uh, it's just so cool because the multiplayer, like, people put hints on the ground, and you can read the notes that people leave you, and it just leads you right to it. And sometimes it's something so obvious that you're like, oh, duh, I'm such a jackass. But sometimes it's something where it's like, oh. This brilliant motherfucker figured yeah. that out, and yep. I'm so happy he told me because I'm an idiot, and I would have never guessed that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I, I've i played the game a little bit offline because Steam's been kind of in and out of connectivity mm-hmm. lately. It's not the same game without no. without the bloodstains where you can watch how people died. Yep. Uh, that's another thing. Uh, you, if, you, if you see a bloodstain on the ground, you can click on it, and it it's a ghost uh, of someone else. And it shows you how they died, which is really cool. So you can kind of... It can be helpful. Yeah, exactly. You can see, oh, someone uh, jumped off this cliff. There's obviously no treasure down there or a ledge you can stand on. So, you know, they just... They can just I give died. you a good example of that? Yeah. Just quickly. Yeah. Uh, the, did you guys fight the, the executioner? Where the guy that runs on the chariot? No. No. Nope. Did you get there? Okay, well, there's this one boss. Uh, I think it's called... Uh, I can't remember. It's what cha- zone is it? Executioner's chariot. Um... Can't remember, but anyway, I had killed it. I had killed the boss with help, and I was running. Uh, it's it's essentially a big circle, and this chariot runs around the circle, and you got to destroy it. And I had killed the boss, and I was running to see who was at the other end of the circle. And um, you don't always have to press the blood stain to see ghosts. Sometimes they just kind of show up and do it anyway. Yeah. Um, and I was running to see what was around all the way around this circle, and I watched this ghost just a little bit ahead of me, and he runs and falls off uh, a hole in the ground that I would have fallen in and died if i didn't mm-hmm. just watch it happen right in front of me mm-hmm. and i would have been so upset um so that was really cool like that's just a, a good example of that but i want to go back to briefly uh you guys talking about dangling the carrot in front of you yeah that's something i always talk about like one thing i love about i loved about the old uh like everquest games is um even even if you know you were in a, a beginning zone there was always something there that you could like strive for like oh man someday i'll be able to kill those and that'll be a really good day but yeah. for now, I'm just going to stick to these little warthogs. Um, I don't know. And, and to me, that's a big part of the game because it gives you something to work towards. And and, and then, like Eric said, you know, the, the game, part of what makes the game so great is the is the reward you get when you accomplish something. And that's, I, I mean, a lot of that is just your brain giving you that shot of dopamine. But oh, because yeah. the, this game is so difficult and, you know, you're always working towards the next thing. And, and when you finally achieve achieve it, that shot of dopamine is so big. And that's what makes the game so great. Yeah. And another thing about the way the game looks, I'm always excited when I get to a new zone just to see what it well, looks like yeah. and, like, what's ahead. You know what I mean? And, and like Corey was saying, there's not a lot of music. But when you enter a new zone, there's, like, this burst of sound and then the name of the zone pops up and you're like oh fuck yeah now i'm in the last bastille lost bastille lost lost bastille whatever the name is you enter name here you know what i mean and it's just so cool when you get to something new absolutely because you know it's gonna kick ass yeah yeah and you just want to see where everything is i've been very pleased with all of the all of the different zones, like the variety of zones yeah. and, and the stuff that's in it. It's all very different from, from one another, which is really cool. It is. So, Yeah, what do you think about the graphics overall? I think they're really good. I'd um, like to see it on your PC. Okay. 
as opposed to the PS3. Because I honestly, on the PS3, I don't think it looks that great. Okay, maybe we'll go upstairs afterwards yeah. and and you can see what it, see what it looks like. But the graphics aren't really that important to me yeah. in this game. It's got it does everything else so well that it's just like I mean, it looks fine. It's yeah. just not anything mind blowing. Yeah. There are a couple spots like in the the hub town of Majula. There's a couple spots where I mean, you're looking over the the coast and it yeah. looks pretty nice. Um, but other than that, I, I don't think it looks that great on PS3. Okay. Long, it doesn't uh, need to, though. And, and just going back to the comparison a little bit, I will say that the first Dark Souls, in terms of uh, like setting and stuff, and, and all the things you guys really like about this game, uh, in terms of, of, of the setting, I think is done better in that one. Particularly really? like the architecture of all the buildings and stuff. It's all like really cool to look at. And I, I know it's good in this game, but it's even it's even better in the first one. I'll probably play more of the first one at some point. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go back to it. Because I still have it on my computer. So. Yeah. So, Corey, how long have you played now? Um, I think maybe like 18 hours. Oh, is that all? Yeah. So I'm, I'm like level, I'm like level 95, though. Jeez. Corey's a lot further than I am, though. You guys move quick, man. Well, like I said, I mean, not I'm not like tooting my own horn here, but because I had played the first one, I was already familiar with you know yeah. a lot of the systems mm-hmm. and in the most efficient way to do things and um, you know just that kind of stuff. So I, I think I had that going for me. And also, I played a couple of the zones out of order, yeah. uh, which I think is is sort of bound to happen at some point. I don't think anybody really right. plays it all the way through uh, perfectly without. You know, knowing where to go, I bounce. Um, I bounce back and forth too. If I get stuck on something, I'll jump to another one and and work so on like, that one for a while. Yeah, yeah. So like, I did the Lost Bastille. Um, is that supposed to be the third one? That's after No Man's Wharf, so it would be the fourth one. Okay, so I did the Lost Bastille before No Man's Wharf, before Hyde's Tower Flame. Um, after you beat the the Pursuer. Oh, you get there. You, okay, you, you take a, a birdie ride instead of yes. boat. So yeah. I had I spent a lot of time on the Lost Bastille because I was that's a hard up, zone though. You know. See, exactly. I've had a really easy time with it. Yeah, that was hard for me up until I got to the three Sentinels. I was I had damn near no problem with it. Yeah, it was for me. It was getting into where the three the three Sentinels were. I had a lot of trouble with all those guys. Really? But that's that's when I was beating my head against the wall. That's when I was you know frustrated and careless, uh, and I died a ton of times just trying to get in there. Uh, finally, I eventually killed those guys so many times that they're they were just gone. Oh, nice. Pe- people were. Uh, we should say this too. At least on the PS3 version, people are very helpful mm-hmm. with their notes. There's not a lot of dicking around. Yeah. They leave you good, helpful tips, and uh, I found that to be really helpful in the last Bastille because there were a, a few doors that you open where if you step in, you get attacked by numerous guys. And they say, watch and it, out. Yeah, it's nice to know. Like, it'll say, watch for trio ahead or something like that. Um, and it's it's really helpful to know that ahead of time because a, a lot of the game is luring up enemies to a spot that's to your advantage yep. as opposed to fighting them where they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just helpful to know that before you even go in. Yeah. Okay. How do you guys like, like fighting your enemies? I know, Eric, you said you're, you're relatively patient. What's your, what's your strategy? Uh, I usually let them finish out their move cycle and then I'll try to slide past them and get behind them and uh-huh. hit them once. Okay. Maybe twice if I feel like I did it quick enough. And then back off. And then I jump, roll back out and, Rinse and repeat. Okay. Um, I don't take many chances at all. Um, 
Plus, my guy, I just got a great sword. So I'm using two swords right now. If I know I'm fighting an enemy by himself, I use the great sword because it's slower. Uh-huh. And it does a lot of damage with the heavy attack. Um, if I know I'm going to be fighting a couple guys together, I break out the, the flame sword because it's a little quicker. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it really depends on what I'm fighting. But I'm, I'm usually really patient, one hit, back out, and try to just keep doing that over and over. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, what, what about you, Corey? What's your attack strategy usually? Well, because of my issue with the last one where, you know, remember I couldn't just couldn't beat that one boss even yeah. though I gained, like, 30 levels or something like that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to make sure I had more than one sort of uh, expertise. Um, so I'm generally, like, I wear a lot of really heavy armor, and I mostly use the flame sword, but I also made sure to get uh, some sorceries and uh, a bow. Okay. Um, just for range and stuff. And that stuff makes a big difference in PvP, too, because, you know, you have a lot of different options, and if the guy's being an asshole and just, like, you know, staying away from you, you can just fire some soul arrows at him or shoot him with your bow or have what you, have you. Have you fought anybody in PvP? Oh, yeah. I, oh, that's right, because you did the, the Belfry yeah. thing. I mean, that's not the only thing. I've also invaded other people's world. Um, okay, I haven't done any of that yet. Nor have it's I. It's fun, man, because it's... it's when Tense. when they kill you, when they invade you and kill you, like it's it's so frustrating, especially because they'll like do one of the emotes and like do you lose your you know, souls? Wave at you, yeah. That's that's just like fighting an enemy. Oh, fuck that! If they invade you, <laughs> um, but on the other hand, when you invade them and kill them, it's just like, oh, I probably made this guy so pissed. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to tinker with that a little bit. Ah, uh, see, I, I want no part of that. <laughs> I just want to play my game. Uh-huh. And I want the only multiplayer for me to be the messages on the ground. Right. Not even summoning people in to help you fight. Oh, yeah, I want that. You kind of have to do that. I only want the help help of the PvP, not the the challenge. I got enough challenge to worry about. Yeah. Uh, For me, I I chose the Swordsman, which is uh, the dual-wielding class, which I did for a long time. Uh, but I ended up just switching to I use two hands on one sword now. Oh, really? Uh, and, yeah, and what I do is I wait for them to attack and roll because I'm a like a quicker character, so I'll, I'll roll behind them. I try hit, the, hit them three or four times and then and then jump back. I try to do my, the roll forward past them, but I yeah. just feel like I I'm either not timing it right, and I always get caught to the side. It might not it might not work as well for you because because of your heavy armor yeah, too. It could be because I'm I'm light. It medium ish armor, mm. like leather type of armor. Yeah, uh, I have the traveling merchant's coat. I also use the fire sword, which I have upgraded quite a bit. Okay, um, so we're all using that. Yeah, I use that one, and then I use the Drangolic sword too for heavier enemies because that does more damage. But it's also a lot slower and slows me down considerably. So you and I are taking kind of the same approach. Yeah, as far as weapon goes. Yeah, yeah. But and when I, we use them. Yeah, like I said, I, I did the dual wielding for a long time, but that just got to the point where I wasn't doing enough damage with the two swords. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did do the, you know, I hold one sword with two hands, which is works pretty well so far for me. So Favorite zone so far? Mm. I don't know. Corey, you have a favorite so far? Uh, I can tell you my least favorite. Which one's that? It's called the gutter. I don't know. If ah, I have somebody it. warned me about the gutter yesterday. I haven't yesterday. gotten the gutter yet. Should we tell them where it is? I, no? I'm not sure. I could. I could explain where it is. Well, you know, kind of how to get there. It's the uh, first step of getting there, right? Honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't feel like I. Uh, yeah. Wait. It's no, down I, the honestly, well. I don't remember. It's down the well, isn't it? 
Oh yeah, yeah. You go through the the rat, whatever. Uh, yeah, I rat. I am at the boss in the first part of the well. Um, but the somebody, rat king. Yes, somebody was talking to me about that yesterday. And he's like, "Yeah, just wait till you get to the gutter." He's like, "It's the worst." So there's like poison and stuff all over the place. And I'm in yeah, a zone right now that has a lot of poison in it. Which one? Black uh, Gulch. No, it's after Huntsman's Cops. Oh, the harvest. Har- Harvest? The Harvester? Harvest? Something Harvest? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's that's kind of as far as I've progressed so far. I still have to go back and beat a few bosses that I didn't get to before, but, yeah. Good stuff. I absolutely love it. My, in, case yeah. I have, in case I haven't made that clear. Yeah, I think we all do. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. Right now, it's easily my game of the year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty tough to top, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be... Top three game of all time for me, probably. Really? Maybe number one. Whoa! I like it that much. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with it also. I just love it, man. You could just get lost in it, you know? And like you, Eric, I when I'm not playing it, I think about it and yeah. can't wait to play it again. Exactly. Because there's just so much you can do, yeah. and I mean, you can plan out your strategy. All right, I want to take... This. My mission today is to beat this boss. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just... Oh. It's got everything you could want. Absolutely. Uh, one, of about- the thi- one of the other things I like is the, the feel of your character progressing, too. You actually feel progression pretty well because, you know, you'll, you'll have struggle with whatever kind of enemy you're fighting. And it's not just your character's stats progression, but also your progression as a player. You mm-hmm. you learn the ins and, ins and outs of how people attack and whatnot, and you, you kind of adapt your, yourself to that. So, But go ahead, Corey. You know how there's those sconces all around? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I, I was kind of curious what they were for, um, but apparently they planned on making the game a lot darker um, overall, like light-wise, um, and they plan on, you you know, part of your exploration being to light the sconces so you could see where you go, mm. uh, but they ended up pulling that out of the game. I'm not sure why. That would have been cool. It would have um, made it a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> a lot harder than it already is. Uh, but no, I was going to ask... Um, is there anything that bothers you guys or you don't like? Because or... I have one thing. I can't think of anything that I don't like about it yeah, so far. Yeah, I can't really either. We didn't talk about another change that they made that we probably should. Um, there are other ways to heal yourself other than just the Estes Flask. Um, there's Life Gems now, uh-huh. which you can pick up as an item. I think you can buy a limited number of them also. The life, the standard Life Gems, you can buy as many as you want. Can you? I always have a fat stack of them. Nice. See, I don't ever buy them. Okay. Yeah, I buy I have. I think I have 30 right now on, my, on my character. I don't think I've ever had more than 10. Uh, they're useful, especially like in a boss fight, mm-hmm. uh, because I dodge so much and try not to get hit. If I if I get hit, I'll use one of those because you don't stand still as long right. as when you're using an Estus flask. I know, and you that's can stay mobile. Part of your strategy. Yeah, exactly. That's what's so great about it. Yep. I mean, you got a strategy. Do I use a life gem that takes longer to heal, but I can move faster while I do it, or do I use the Estus flask, which will heal me more? But you stand there like an idiot. Yeah, and for... you have to stand there, and when it you fill feels up your like ass, forever. It does, but especially in a boss fight. It's probably only like a second or two, maybe. But that makes a difference. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What were you going to say, Cor? What do you what do you not like about Dark Souls Two? The only thing I found that that sort of bothers me is the uh, I've had a lot of issues with the lock on targeting. Really? I don't know oh. if you guys had that experience at all. I know what you mean. I I switch targets on accident too much. 
that happens too. That happens. Um, there's been times where I've been running and there's an enemy above me, but not I can't see it, and I'm trying to lock on an enemy in front of me, and I'll press the target, and my guy will turn to look up, and then I'll like fall off the ledge or the bridge or something. Uh, okay. Um, oh god, that must have been infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's happened a few times, and then also like. I feel I don't know what their formula is to decide the distance at which you can lock on enemies. Uh-huh. Um, but sometimes it seems like it's really far away. Sometimes it seems like it's really close. And there's been times with you know those enemies that run at you and dive, and when they yeah, land on the ground, it hurts you like a lot. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, you know their distance you can lock on is so short, and that's frustrating because a lot of other enemies you can lock on when they're a lot further away, and I feel like it's sort of a, a cheap way to make those guys a little more difficult. Yeah, I could see that. I haven't um, really had that. I would say I, I've probably noticed the, like you were saying, the distance thing more than the other stuff you said. Mm-hmm. But I haven't had too much of that, no. I, but honestly, I mean, that's that's all I got, really. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pretty so, sweet stuff. So, so recommended from all of us. I, I'm, I'm going to go so far as to say highly recommended. I would say very even highly. Even for me. And you need to play that. You should play it. Yeah. I hope you have to play it. Oh, I will. Oh, my uh, God. What do you think? I'm not going to play it? I, told well, me, I don't know. Am I, I could, a big queen? <laughs> I told him you could play my copy. Yeah, well. How I've, come you haven't played it yet? I didn't get any time. The only time that I got to play games, I wanted to play Child of the Light more. It won't take you long to get sucked into it, Will. No. Well, I want to play Child of the Light then before that. Okay, I want to yeah, play Child of Light. I mean, too. I got to switch over to that. I haven't. I honestly haven't touched it yet, but I got to play it. Yeah, because that's, that's our next week's episode, right? It's hard though, because like whenever I play video games, I just want to play Dark Souls now. I know. Until, until I beat it. <laughs> yeah, like I was excited for Child of Light, and I literally have no interest in playing yeah. anything other than Dark Souls. Yeah, I have a little bit of interest in still playing Child of Light, but Dark Souls is, is taking all of my attention. Yeah, so I'm glad you like it, Dan. I love it. It's really good. I was I was really excited for you to play it. Yeah. Um I I do think it's a game I'll be able to beat eventually too. Which, yeah, it which sounds is nice. Like it, yeah. I'm already 20 hours in. So people are saying like 60 to 70 hours to beat it, so I th- I, I think I'll be able to do it. So well, it sounds like I'll do it in like 100 120 hours. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> rate I'm going at least. Maybe. You you've experienced more zones than I have, but I don't think so. No, not, well, you not judging by what you were saying. Okay, I've been to. Well, I don't know if you want to count Majula. The standards: Forest, of yeah. Fallen Giants, Hides Tower, Flame, Bastille, Bastille, No Man's Wharf, Down the Well. Yeah, I, I can't been, remember what that's called. I haven't been at down first. There. That's it. Okay. I'm trying to think. So you haven't been to Huntsman's no. Cops or. Whatever the mining one, the mining camp after that is. Nope. I can't think of the name of it. Huh. Okay. Corey's been to the most places out of all of us, though. But like yeah, he said, sounds experience. Yeah, I mean, if you've played the, the first Dark Souls um, extensively, then, you know, you, you, you have a pretty good leg up than for people that are, who, are, who are just trying it out yeah. for the first time. Definitely has a learning curve. Yes. Okay. Any other thoughts? Dark Souls 2? I don't think so. I'm sure we'll be talking about it quite a bit in the next oh, yeah. couple weeks. Yeah. Agreed. You guys going to do another playthrough with a harder class? There's a new game plus mode, so I'll probably do that first. Nice. Yeah, it depends. Uh, it depends on what else is out and when I beat it, you know. If if there's something else that, that's going to take my attention, you know, I'll leave it alone for a while. But it's I'll come back to it eventually. Yeah. Because it's that, it's that cool. 
Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with uh, some more of our segments right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 145 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in, this is usually our first segment, but it's now our second segment, uh, Nibble Bits. So I'll get started with Nibble Bits, actually. For once, I usually go last, but I'll go first. DFC Intelligence Analyst David Cole has stated that PC gaming now accounts for more global revenue than console gaming for the first time, citing several reasons. Uh, the first being very long last generation of consoles. A lot of people were getting tired of the graphics and whatnot of, of the systems towards the end and, and wanted to move to something more uh, visually stunning uh, PC games. Uh, MOBA, MMO, and FPS games were top genres that are generally more PC-centric. Uh, Steam also gives uh, gamers easy-to-use console-like uniformity on the PC. Uh, another reason is lower cost of PC parts than in the past. Uh, and then at E3 and other gaming conventions, developers would show off their games with high-end graphics on PCs, something that they didn't have on the, the PS3 and Xbox 360. Uh, but he did say that the new console generation uh, will close the gap significantly over the next couple of years. So um, consoles are bound to catch up to, to PCs, but... Uh, I guess that's exciting if you're a PC gamer. You get, you know, we're, we're getting some some love too, you know. Yeah. Nowadays, uh, the Skylanders franchise in just 27 months of, months of existence has made over two billion dollars in retail, uh, also selling 175 million Skylanders figures. That one hit close to home. Being a Skylanders fan like I am, that's silly. That number, that's nutty. Um, and I can see why. It's, it's good stuff i'll I'll be talking about skylanders in in, in a little bit Uh, and then as of yesterday playstation now private beta invitations have been rolling out uh as of now the games available on it include puppeteer blaze blue calamity trigger contrast disguise d2 a brighter darkness and catherine no i haven't gotten my invitation yet nor have I, i i know a few other people that have ps4s that have not gotten an invitation yet but Maybe we, they're coming. Do we have to sign up? Or like, yeah, I think you had to sign up Didn't for the beta. Didn't you just say I have to tell them you wanted, like, email updates or something? Yeah. It was something, there wasn't an something official weird. sign up? No, oh. it was something weird. Okay. So, I actually did get an email from Sony, but it was Sony Online Entertainment, and when I saw the, the email was from Sony, I was like, oh, there it is. There's my invitation. No, it's from SOE. Just kidding. Just, just an ad. So that's all I got for Nibble Bits. Will, what do you got for Nibble Bits? Oh, me. My first one is Battleblock Theater is coming out on Steam May 15th. Battleblock Theater, Corey played for his 4 in February, and it's a game that I want to play again, but I got rid of my Xbox, so I haven't been able to play it, but probably get it on Steam when it comes out. It's not too far off. Corey, any interest of you getting it to play? No, I already played through it. I don't. Puzzle games is Aww. rare that I go back to and play through again. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't really do that with games anyway, so... Yeah, that's true. Even less so with puzzle games. All right, well, I'll go on to the big one. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare was announced by uh, Activision. It comes out November 4th. We're all pretty excited. Well, let's let's chat about that, because there had been a rumor floating around, which did end up being rumored that the game was going to be about World War II. Now, that apparently came from a website where... None of the information is factual. It's just people put articles on there, and you get paid for by how many people, like, <laughs> go to your article. Oh. So someone came up with something like that uh, to get you know people hitting their site, and and that's where that's where the World War One rumor came from. Oh, that's examiner.com. No, it wasn't examiner. It was 
bubble something, bubble blah, 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 I don't know. But there was actually an article later on Kotaku about that website, and I think it was Jason Schreier that did the did the article, but he, he said that Fallout 4 was, was – he just did this as an experiment, saying Fallout 4 was, was being developed by zombies. And he had already – like after an hour of that – article being there he had made like three bucks wow off of just page hits from from people going to visit that so um what, what? that was a neat experiment okay what a cruel thing to do because when i yeah. heard it was world war one I, I was like i might get the new call of duty that I sounds was, awesome i was the same way because you know listening to the current hardcore history it's about world war one if they did a, a world war one first person shooter well you know did it the right way i think it would be an amazing game yeah um but turns out and as I said in our group message, like I'm tired of the modern and near fu- future shooters. There's so many of them. They're yeah. tired. Yeah, and now they're doing an advanced warfare one. Well, which it's is advanced. Basically, Titanfall 2.0. Yeah, when Will said that, because I, I when I found out it was going to be advanced warfare, I was like, my, my interest just plummeted through <laughs> through the floor. <laughs> no, it couldn't be less. <laughs> it couldn't be less. But then you know he said it was there was going to be a lot of. Uh, things from titanfall and i was like you gotta be kidding me so i sent you the how, pictures how on a unori- yeah because i didn't believe him i thought he was being a troll <laughs> yeah like i am well it sounds like ridiculous yeah just because like what the fuck yeah uh i guess this one's supposed to focus on private military contractors yes whatever and it features kevin spacey as the villain okay <laughs> fine Did- I don't know if you saw the Kotaku article, the internet reaction to Call of Duty Advanced yeah. Warfare. I was disgusted. I didn't, Will, and I, I saw that you said people were really pumped for it, and I was just like, this is why I hate humanity. They were about half pumped and half joking. Like, what, what's going on? Like Someone someone was like, oh, that sounds terrible. I guess I'll go pre-order it. <laughs> yeah. One guy's yeah, like, you guys, you know that was me that wrote that. <laughs> right. Someone's like, oh, cool, Kevin Spacey's in this game. I'm for it. And I'm just like, Ugh. You know... I really like Kevin Spacey, but my respect level went down a notch or two. Yeah. Well, that. he's just he's brought bringing in a paycheck. Oh, he's he's coattailing off Snoop Snoop Lion. Yeah, Snoop <laughs> Lion. You know, I never used to like Kevin Spacey until American House of Beauty, Cards. Man. What's what's up? American Beauty. No, I never. I could never get into him. You didn't uh, like that movie, huh? I liked that movie. I didn't. I don't. I didn't like Kevin Spacey. I still don't. Wow. Or I still didn't until recently with House of Cards. And uh, he had some quote about how people, it sucks that so many people listen to what people in Hollywood have to say. And I was like, yes. Well, you couldn't be more right. Well said. Yeah. God, you couldn't be more right. Yeah. Okay. So basically I'm calling the new Call of Duty uh, Call of Titan uh-huh. from now on. It's my new. Call of Duty Titan Warfare. Titan Warfare. <laughs> yeah, we'll do Do you that. one better. Titan Fall call. of Duty. Titan Call? Titan Call. You could throw the fall in there with Fall of Duty, Titan Call. I wish it was. <laughs> fall of Duty, Titan Call. Fall of Duty, Titan Call. That's Has- perfect. Hashtag Zynga Pitches. Oh. Tweet it, Will. Tweet it, Will. <laughs> tweet, I can tweet it. All right, yeah, Eric's going to beat me to it. But that's all That's all I had. Nice. So Okay. All right, Corey, what do you got for us? I have quite a bit because I missed last week. Did I just miss last week or was it two weeks? Yeah. I th- I, it had last to have been week. just last week because it was just me and Will. All right. Okay. Well, uh, I also wanted to mention that uh, Blizzard put up all their, well, not all of their, but some of their older schools up for free on Battle.net. Lost Vikings is on there. Uh, Rock and Roll Racing is on there. Just as long as you have Battle.net, just go and download it and play it. Get Rock and Roll Racing immediately. Yes, that's a great game. 
And I really like the Lost Viking games too. So you know, if you're into puzzle games, I, I would recommend that as well. Can't go wrong with free games. Right. But uh, officially, these are my nibble bits. Disney has thrown away pretty much all of the Star Wars Expanded Universe, declaring all media other than the movies, and come to find out, the Star Wars Clone Wars TV show, non-canon. It's horrible. Ah, I'm going to disagree. What? Uh, I, don't, I don't really care. Why? The best thing about the Star Wars was the Expanded Universe stuff. Yeah, but it's not like... It's not like... I, it's, it I doesn't don't... exist anymore. It's just like just not their canon it doesn't matter because it doesn't because it's not canon so it doesn't matter anymore it is basically what it boils yeah, but can't down you to just take these things as their own thing and enjoy them instead of does, you... does does the fact that they're canon enhance your enjoyment of it that much yes. yeah that's the best part of star wars was the expanded universe stuff Corey, you idiot <laughs> but even george <laughs> lucas himself has said you know like this stuff it's expanded universe stuff it's not necessarily canon right uh, some of it was supposed to be canon, yeah. They, oh, okay. there, there was a guy that whose full-time job it was was to make sure everything kind of fit into the into the timeline and stuff. Mm. Be an awesome job. I mean, I guess you could sort of do what uh, they did for Star Trek and, and throw in uh, like an alternate universe kind of thing to, to totally uh, redo whatever they want to do. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's not like that hasn't happened before. Like, comic book series do that all the time. Uh, I just with, with Star Wars, like the whole the like I said, the best part was all the awesome stuff that happened in the expanded universe. I remember, like for two weeks uh, when I was living in my apartment with nothing to do, I just read expanded universe articles on all these different characters and events that happened in the Star Wars universe. And I was like, this stuff's awesome. It was yeah. when I was when I was big into Star Wars Galaxies. Sure, the, and that's what I, yeah, that's one of the what things I, did I used to like to do uh, was look at the Star Wars expanded universe timeline. Yeah. Nerds. And just go way back and oh. the Star Wars timeline. There's so much awesome stuff that happens like in it. Yoda was born, and you're like, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Born yeah. he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm hopelessly op- or cautiously optimistic for the new movies, but I don't I don't really like what Disney's is doing, their direction with Star Wars. I just... Mm-mm. No. That was my initial reaction, Dan, and I said to myself when I first read the read this, I said to myself, you know, it, it's what if what if they took uh what if Peter Jackson came out and said, Oh, uh anything but the the main books is non canon. Uh we're gonna do our own kind of thing. Yeah. Um it's a little bit different because, you know, J.R.R. Tolkien created all that on his own. It yeah. wasn't, you know, it was just adapted. Deals it was stuff. just it adapted was, for the movie. Right, I mean that's a little bit different, but I—that I, was my initial reaction. But then the more I thought about it, I was just kind of like, you know, the, the expanded universe is so huge already, anyway, and there's already contradictions in there. It's just like, I don't know. I guess some of the some of the characters from the expanded universe are going to be in the new movies, apparently. Um, like I said, yeah. that's just that's cool stuff, like. You know, Luke Skywalker joins the dark side for a little while after the after the, the Return of the Jedi. Uh, he gets married. Mar- Mara Jade Skywalker is his wife. Um, I think Leia becomes a Jedi or becomes Force sensitive. Chewie's death is pretty tragic in the in the game. He gets killed by one of the Skywalker kids, I think. Yeah, or was it one of the? It might have been one of the Solo kids. I think, I think we might find out some of that in I, the new movies. To I, be think, honest it, I with think it was one of the solo kids, but I think they're using some of that stuff for the for the movie. So yeah, definitely. But it was it was crazy the stuff that happened. It was awesome. Yeah, but anyway, I'm, I'm with you. That's yeah, that's Star Wars. 
Star Wars. Uh, Lando Calrissian is not in the new movie. Did you guys okay. read that article? No. I saw the cast was released or whatever, right? Yeah. Andy Serkis is going to be in it. I wonder what he's yep. going to do. That's pretty crazy. Andy. Who's that? He's got to be on the dark he, side. He's got. He's the guy that plays Gollum. Oh, okay. He's got to be on the dark side. Oh, Come yeah. On. Yeah. Let's be honest here. Or maybe he's uh, maybe he's doing the mocap for Yoda or something. Maybe. That would be cool. But I have faith in J.J. Abrams that he'll make a, a good movie, at least. So. Yep. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. I'll move on. Yeah. Steam greenlit another 75 games. The article I read pointed out uh, one called Universe Universum, which is a planet management game wherein you take a civilization from the Stone Age to the future. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds awesome. Yes. And I, I, I like that all these games are getting greenlit that don't get the the distribution platform uh, that they would otherwise. But I, it just sucks because I like to know what's out there and what's going on. And there's just no way I'll ever know all of these games and what they're about. Yeah. I'm sure some of them are really, really good and they'll probably rise to the top. But I don't know. There's some that are probably really bad too. Yeah. I guess what what we have to hope for with that is is that someone like you know one of the game sites we file sorts through all those, uh, and, and picks out the good ones and tells you what the good ones are. Because I think Universum was one of the ones that was mentioned on a on a gaming site, was it not? Was it? Yeah, that's that's Kotaku. The article I read was uh, was the one that pointed out Universum. Yeah, as one of the more interesting ones. Yeah, I forget what 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 publication that was from, but. Because you're right, uh, there's no way I'll go. I'll ever go through all those, you know. <laughs> yeah. So okay. just, just need somebody to tell me these are the ones you need to pay attention to. Yeah. Gamers are finally cool, guys. We made it. Did we? I still yes. feel like I'm un- uncool. The Yay. world's best Call of Duty players will compete at ESPN's X Games. That's why I don't watch the fucking X Games. Ugh. Yeah, I Does don't. Does anybody watch that anymore? I watched the rally racing actually on the X Games, but that's it. Actually, I watched the highlights of rally racing on X Games because I don't have television. I used to actually really like the X Games when Tony. Oh, Hawk I mean, was yeah, late nineties, early two thousands. The X Games were the shit. I remember when Tony Hawk pulled off a nine hundred. I remember that too. That was awesome. <laughs> that was that was cool. Well, when his my, games my, still good. My whole thing with the the X Games though is, isn't there some level of physical danger in the X Games that you don't get yeah. playing Call of Duty? How dare you? The only physical it's, danger there is if you, hurt you someone's go feelings? over to beat up a 13-year-old that just whooped your ass. <laughs> for baiting you. Yeah, for baiting you all day. Yeah. No, that, for- that doesn't fit in for me for the X Games, but go ahead, Corey. Don't forget, guys, our, our long-term Thumbstick Athlete strategy is to sponsor eSports gamers. Well, yeah, I'm fine with that, but the X Games is not the right at, or right right format for that, I don't think. Why couldn't there be an eSports tournament with like that has, you know, the, the X Games has skateboarding, fucking what, Look, rally the, the, racing. The X, the X Games is just a platform to get the I don't want to say obscure sports, but the ones that don't have the you know they're not your your four major sports. It's it's a platform for yeah. those to be seen and 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 get out there a little bit. And I think you know ah. gaming is is sort of on the cusp like those other sports. I'm with Dan. Uh, I think they all have some. It's like they're extreme, extreme sports. There's nothing sure. extreme about these nerds, nerdy bro kids sitting behind yeah, the TV it, playing I mean, Call of Duty. What, what, what's the harm? I guess is my no, question. There's no harm. I just don't see it as being a good fit. I don't either. I'm with Dan and. 
I think if they're going to do something like that, like I was going to say, have a, an eSports tournament with, like, Call of Duty, with all the eSports. FIFA, Dota, know, Dota. You know, well, there's no market these... for that. That's like that's like saying there's, you know we're gonna make hacky sack. Uh... There's barely a market for the X Games anymore. I, feel I, like. I think there would be a market for, if they had just a huge uh, esports tournament. <laughs> Did you say hacky sack tournament? <laughs> yeah. Sick. I, I, I don't know. I, I just I I think it's uh, you know those those sports that people like and there's a culture for it and you know they're pretty big but not big enough to be on ESPN every night and I think Major League Gaming is one of those things and. No, it's not extreme, but it fits into that category, and you know, I, th- I think it's good for the the sport. I think esports has a bigger following than the X Games because of things like Twitch worldwide. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just don't feel like X Games has much excitement whatsoever anymore. Yeah, you never hear about it coming up, and then it's all of a sudden it's on, and you're like, oh. well, uh, part of that is the the athlete the. Uh, extreme athletes that we watch were, were the iconic ones. Yeah. We watched when we were, Tony Hawk is a prime example. Yeah. I don't know that you have that nowadays, you know, cause they kind of blaze the way for the sport, but now that it's, it's a little more accepted, you know, I, I don't think there's that type of character yeah. in it anymore. You know, I think you're probably right. Um, I, I agree with that to a certain, we're, we're giving this way too much time, but I'll just make, I'll just make one last point. Uh, I agree thought. to that. I agree with that to a certain extent, but you also have to keep in mind, uh, back in those days, you know, our friends were into biking, they were into skateboarding, they were into that kind of stuff. So we were in that world a little bit more, whereas those names, there's probably, no, not a Tony Hawk, but there are some names that we would probably recognize if we were still immersed in that world. And now we just have absolutely no idea because we're just not a part of that That's anymore. true. If I stepped on a skateboard nowadays, I would I would break every bone in my body. I saw some people skateboarding today and I was like, yeah. I don't want to watch you do that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's bringing bringing me back a little bit. Yeah, do a kickflip. No, I was, never, I was never. I was always afraid of getting yeah, hurt, Bucky so Lassic I never wanted was my to. My favorite. Do. Uh, the only trick I ever did was I could grind the tr- <laughs> truck grind uh-huh. down one curb because I didn't have to ollie onto it. Yeah, because I could just ride the over at the middle school. Yep, that's the only thing I could do. No, we used to do that quite a bit. Yeah, I used to do an X up on my Haro shredder. Sick. Yeah, you bro. had a Haro Strider? Hell yeah. Nice. My dad found it somewhere. I don't remember where. Do you remember that? Yeah. I do. That's a good bike. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, Will we'll, we'll knows a bit, little bit better than we do. Are the kids into skating like they were when we were younger? <laughs> no, the reason why I say do a kickflip is whenever we see a skateboard, I mean, my friends, we always like driving, we scream, do a kickflip. Picking out? Yeah. Why? Because we want to see him do a kickflip. Why are you making fun of the skaters, man? Because <laughs> they're d bags. Why? Why are they d bags? They probably think you're d bags. Yeah, I was yeah just of course. Say that. They're they are though. Because we're not like that, and they're all like well, you with their... that we all were. Well, yeah, you guys are all d bags. <laughs> <laughs> they're in their their tight jeans, their beanie caps, when well, and uh, flannels, and it's like ninety degrees doing. We didn't have that. Skateboarding. No, we had really baggy Jenko jeans. Jenko jeans. I was talking well, about this the other day with somebody. That that was the style then. Pierced yeah. lips and emo hair. I wanted to get a pierced lip, but my mom wouldn't let me. I never wanted to get pierced anything. Probably a good call. Yeah, thanks, Mom. My dad would have beat my Eric face Eric was goth. <laughs> no. You wouldn't have been letting our house, Eric, if you had a pierced I know. I think that. we talked about that. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I would have rather come in your house for Sloppy Joe night. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> I agree, <laughs> man. Anyway, Corey, continue. Uh, this is this is old news at this point, but back when it happened, it was pretty exciting. Diggers uncovered the mythical stash of discarded Atari ET cartridges in the New Mexico uh. desert. Come to find out, it was part of Microsoft's TV. They're making a documentary uh, as part of Microsoft's TV content building initiative. So that's exciting. There, um, there's some deniers. There's some people that think it was all fake. It's going to be in that documentary. It's called Atari Game Over. Yeah. Yes. People think it was all fake and manufactured. Who really cares? Who cares about the stupid <laughs> ET cartridges right. anyway? Really? That was that, my thought. That's saw, why I'm laughing. I saw that and I was like, who the fuck is even remotely interested in that? <laughs> I didn't pay any attention to it. I mean, it's sort of like a... a a, a mythical gaming thing, but honestly, like, who, who gives a shit? Yeah. Who cares? I barely care about anything I see anymore. Word. Okay. I'll move on. So, it's true, uh, you guys sort of argued to me a little bit, but the, the, the assholes from Free to Play were right. Our cognitive skills, there was a study just released, our cognitive skills begin to decline at the age of 24. <laughs> So this Old study man. was done at Simon Fraser University in Bur- Burnaby, Canada. Oh, it's Canada. Never mind. I'll move on. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Canadian research doesn't count. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They studied I'm StarCraft II, and uh, they analyzed over 870 hours of StarCraft II gameplay from 3,305 StarCraft II players between the ages of 16 and 42, or 44. And these are the variables they analyzed. The looking, doing latency, which is just similar to reaction time. The dual task performance. Total reported hours of StarCraft II experience. Effective use of hotkeys. And effective management of view screen slash maps. And they concluded that at the age of 24 is the point in which your... Cognitive, the way they put it is cognitive skills. Uh, you know your your ability to see and react. Was um, was that the average? Because it probably wasn't exactly twenty four right, for everybody. Yeah, no. Tw- I mean, yeah, twenty four was obviously the average. Okay. It wasn't everybody. Um, I don't buy it. But they can. They also added that there is some hope because in doing the study, they anecdotally also concluded that older players, though slower seem to compensate by employing simpler strategies and using the game's interface more efficiently than younger players, enabling them to retain their skill Wisdom. despite cognitive Which motor is, speed was loss. was my argument. Wisdom. You did say that, yeah. <laughs> I believe I used that exact term. It was, yeah, you were, you were right on with that. Um, so, yeah, you know... How is, high were they when they did this, so? <laughs> the, so, yes, yeah, so even though uh, physically you are slower you're a lot more likely to employ, like they said, you know, a little bit more intelligent strategy to make up for your l- lack of... Lathergism? Speech. Yes. So you Lathergism. work... You work, work, work smart as opposed to working hard. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. We play a smart brand. Yeah. I don't use hotkeys to begin with. Not smart a good brand. brand. Continue. Two more. I got two more, guys. Man, you got you brought a whole roll with you. Star Wars The Old Republic expansion Galactic Strongholds delayed to August 19th from its original June date. BioWare wanted to add some more features, which is I'm fine with. Anytime, you know, something needs some more features, take your time with it. Agreed. If the, de- if the developers feel like it needs more features, it needs more features. Yeah. 
That's very true. Is that whiskey you're drinking? Uh, uh, no, I I actually I filled a cup with ice to put whiskey in, but the ice has melted, so I'm going to drink some of this water before I put the whiskey in it. Oh, yeah, you don't want it watered down. Okay, continue. In my last one, Theater Rhythm 2, which is a Final Fantasy game, uh, 3DS is coming to the United States. And this actually got me to, to do a little bit, little bit of research about Theater Rhythm. I had known about it in the past, but never really knew what it was. It sounds really cool. Do you guys know anything about it? Very, very vaguely familiar with it. It's a rhythm game, but it takes you back to like old school Final Fantasy scenes. Huh. Or like all the Final Fantasy scenes, yeah. from what I understand. This Doesn't that sound like cool? A terrible fucking game. Shut up, Eric. It's actually got really the first one has really good reviews, so I'm I'm pretty curious for the second <laughs> of one. Of course I'll... it does, because it's all the Final Fantasy fanboys are the only people that play it. I mean, honestly. Fantastic idea. I would have to see some gameplay to let you know whether or not I'd be interested in it. Corey's pouring his Corey's whiskey. Corey's really focused on pouring his whiskey right now. <laughs> we are counting Saturday, on him guys. to expand. No, yeah. summer, summer people's last show tonight. Oh, sick. And Jared's band's playing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tell him to line up a show for when I'm down there. Uh, me and you should play a show with Jared, Eric. Fuck yeah. That'd be cool. Dude, I'd love that. Even if we just play it for the dog. Clip. Just guitar and drums, like the White Stripes. Anyway. Yeah. Derailed again. That's it. That Those are my nibble bits. Alright. Eric, what do you got? Well, to counteract Corey, I only just have one. Nice. Um, the list of Xbox television shows that are being created for the Xbox One was released, at least kind of what they're working on. I guess the highlight would be the Halo television series, which people kind of knew about. Um, Other ones game-related were... They're working on original series for Forza, which I thought was kind of strange. State of Decay and Fable. What do you think about that? Are they, like, animated shows? I don't know. Or what? They didn't really... Those were three that they didn't really expand on. In the article I read, it was was on uh, Kotaku. Okay. I mean... I mean, I don't have an Xbox, so I won't be able to watch them. Right. But if, if they're good and come out on DVD, I would, I mean, I guess be interested at some point. The Halo one I'm really, interested in. I don't really watch TV that much. But. Having an Xbox One, the ones that I'm interested in are the Halo one, um, Every Street United, which is actually a soccer one. It's like they're going to go around the world to eight countries and find the most gifted street soccer player in each country. And there's going to make two teams, so the final episode is going to be a four-on-four game. And one of the teams is coached by Thierry Henry, who played for Arsenal. Um, so I'll watch that one for sure. They're going to go to the U.S. I don't know who the fuck they're going to find over here. I didn't know people played street soccer over here. <laughs> Neither did I. I don't know where it's being played. Um, England, Argentina, Spain, Brazil, the Netherlands, Ghana, and South Korea. So that'll be kind of interesting. And then another one, um, they're doing a Bonnaroo special, which is a three-day music festival. They're going to televise the whole thing with multiple camera angles and stages. I think that'll be really cool. I would definitely watch that. Yeah, Uh for sure. We Um, should go to Bonnaroo. Yeah, we should. I don't know who's playing, but it doesn't really matter. doesn't matter. (laughs) Where is it? Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, you guys were going to go to that a few years ago, weren't you? I was. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. We should do it. We should it would be fun to get a group together and uh like maybe get like an R V or something that would make it convenient. I was gonna approach you with an idea, Corey. Kinda similar to that. Newport got, Folk Festival? No, it wasn't anything to do with music. I just wanted oh. 
uh, before I get too old, I want to go on an adventure. Yeah, you let's know? do it. I, I would love to. You know, because yeah. I'm approaching that line. Yeah. Where I almost don't want to ever do anything again. I've already crossed that line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and before I get there, I think we should do that. But anyway, that's for another time. But that's it for me. Nice. Do we want to hey, get right wait, Before we move on, uh, I just wanted to mention the one I thought was really cool. It was one that's in development. It's called Deadlands. Uh, and it's really short. I'll just read what, what they put in their press release. Xbox Entertainment Studios has committed committed to a script based on the successful pen and paper role-playing game created by Shane Lacey Hensley, Deadlands. Deadlands is a genre-building alternative history of the Weird West filled with undead gunfighters, card-slinging sorcerers, mad scientists, secret societies, and fearsome abominations. That one actually caught my eye too, Corey. I just couldn't remember which one that was. But there were actually a few in there that I was like, you know, I might watch some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good for somebody like me, too, that doesn't have cable. Yeah. You know, anytime there's a chance that I see something that I'm interested in for television-wise, that's it's always exciting. So yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the soccer one. So Nice. Yeah, it's all exciting stuff as long as, you know, as long as they don't try to make network TV shows and they just stick with, you know, they know their audience and they make yeah. shows catered to them, everything will be fine and it'll be great. But the otherwise, other... you know, they're going to screw the pooch. And so. as we talked about when they came out with all this TV stuff, like, they keep saying it's not going to take away from the games. But how, I mean, I saw some of the people that they're bringing in for this and it's like some pretty high profile names, like... How is that possibly not taking away from the games? It's yeah, just with the money alone. Taking something away, yeah. I don't I don't see how that's even possible. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. Whatever. Do we want to get right into what we played? Because, Corey, I know your your time is... Are we doing is... our weeks? Oh, yeah. I forgot we have to do that. Go ahead. God damn. I forgot about that. I haven't been here for a few weeks. That's but true. I, I don't think there's anything other than one thing I wanted to talk about. Wait. Did I talk about the Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Uh, Wait. No. Not on the podcast. You did yeah, talk did. about it. I did. I didn't really? talk about American Hustle. No. You asked me in text. Okay, yeah. I recommend both of those movies regardless of if I said anything before. Um, but I started watching season three of The Inbetweeners. I had talked about this show before. I, I watched the first two seasons. They just added the third season. It's a British comedy about like a high school group of friends that are just always fucking up with girls and stuff. But uh, there's only six episodes in the third season. I've, I've only got two left. I started it last night, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. I can't recommend that show enough. I think it's really funny. So nice. check it out. That's it. Sounds good. Will, you got anything to talk about? Uh, just that I've been watching hockey any free second I get. Um, I've watched every game since the first round besides the Montreal-Tampa series. I talked about it last week. But I listened to Corey and listened to his recommendations for hockey. Podcasts, which are the Puck Podcast, which I've heard before, and uh, Merrick vs. Wyshynski. Both fairly good, Corey. Um, I like Merrick and Wyshynski a lot because they do more analyzing than the Puck Podcast and stuff. And they're kind of funny. I yeah. think they're funnier. They're, they're I mean, uh, Greg Wyshynski is Yahoo Sports hockey blogger. Yep. Um, and Jeff Merrick is sport on Sportsnet. Yep. So, I mean, these guys are immersed in hockey. And Jeff Merrick especially just... I love when he gets off on a tangent about, you know, so-and-so LaCroix back in 1987 skating with the moose knuckle, whatever, you know, and he just goes <laughs> real deep into hockey. I love that stuff. Yeah. 
It's always really interesting. And like I said, I think they're pretty they're funny too, I think for the most part. Um Yeah. So yeah, I really enjoy both of those podcasts. Although they picked they picked the penguins in like 5. Screw them. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, which is stupid. But yeah, I mean other than that, that's it. Huh? Corey, what about you? What do you got? Also watching a lot of hockey. I haven't been able to watch as much as Will cuz uh I have a lady friend who does not enjoy watching every <laughs> hockey game every night. So I've uh, just been watching every Ranger game, and then, you know, if I can catch a little bit here and there. But uh, it's been it's been a great playoffs. Uh, yeah. Th- what, three series went to Game 7? Yep. Um, very s- exciting stuff. Poor the, San Jose. The anecdote that the two-goal lead is the most dangerous lead in hockey has proven to be beyond true. Um, just about every game the team that has led by two goals has lost. Can I ask you, since you guys have been watching so much, does it seem like the teams are changing the way they play? When they get the two-goal lead, are they playing more offensive? Kind of. Uh, Penguins were sitting back a little bit when they were playing Columbus. It never fucking works. And you can't do, no. you can't do that with Flurry. Yeah, because he's not going to keep you. <laughs> not no. exactly a brick he's, wall. No, he's not going to keep you in a game. Swiss cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I just got thinking about that, how there's just been so many comebacks, and it's just like, if it's working, why change it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially if you have a lot of good forwards, you know, why would you yeah. tell them to let off the gas? If you, you know? want a great example that look no further than our women's Olympic hockey team, yeah, yeah. Oh, you God. could clearly say the way that they were playing yeah. towards the end of that game was it was different. Yeah. Shit, I, I, and they ended up losing because of it. I mean, in the Colorado Minnesota series, like Minnesota, that series shouldn't have been nearly as close as it was. Minnesota was cleaning up most of it, uh, but when they got that lead, they. You know, Nathan McKinnon and Stasny, they'd back off and let them skate with the puck and then get in there and score. It happened three games that that happened, so. But, yeah, so I think you're you're right to a point. Yeah. yeah. Prevent, it, prevent defense and football never works. Yeah. It's so great, though. Guys, I, I really, I love hockey. Me too. So, it's just, it's been great. Uh, and not not to give myself some credit, but I'm about to give myself some credit, I, I got one series wrong in the first round. I got quite a few, I think. Uh, you guys got three. I got like wrong. four. Okay. Yeah, some like two of you got three wrong, and one of you got four wrong, or something like that. I think I got four wrong. I think I got four. Did you? Yeah. Because I picked I San Jose. Wrong. Maybe I two of you LA. got four, and one got three. Not bad. But the only one I got wrong was the uh, Minnesota Colorado series. I really thought Colorado would win that, but what are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. Who did you have winning, Corey? Overall. Yeah. The Ducks. Against who? Bruins. I think we all had the Bruins, right, in the finals? Yeah, we did. I'll tell you, though, after watching Montreal in that first round, if there's a team that can beat them, it's Montreal. Montreal should be up to zip. <laughs> they yeah, they, they sort of laid an egg. Yeah. Changed today. the way they were playing. Bet you anything. See, I was, yeah. I was in the bathroom and cooking food, so I didn't see what happened. Uh, I'll keep it moving. I think we have a couple feedbacks about hockey, so maybe we, we do. want to talk more than we can. Um, I also started doing an article a day, May. I've been trying to write something every day just to get myself back in the habit of writing pretty regularly. So I'm trying to keep it video game related. It's sort of been a stretch. Um, I, of course, I've only done it two days. Today would be the third day. I have to put something up. Um, but I'm, I'm just trying to you know, stay on the, the video game topics and whether it's really short or really poorly written it doesn't really matter it's just a matter of, of of doing it so keep an eye out for that it's on our website and we post on social media so it's yeah. out there um i guess other than that i don't really have much to talk about i started watching that tv series the killing 
Any you guys seen any of that? No. No. It's not very good. Um, but we're sort of, it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, I know this is kind of shitty, but like, I want to find out what happens. So we're going to keep watching. Yeah. Um, so we're, we, I've been watching a lot of that and I think, I think that's it. I like, I've just been doing so little. It's just dark souls and work. And that's, that's pretty much my life. Nice. Well, dark. No, souls. no. <laughs> okay. I only have a couple things uh, this week. Obviously, Daylight came out, Child of the Light came out, and Mario Golf came out. I actually had planned on streaming Daylight the night it came out, but because it got such poor reviews, I couldn't see myself playing it uh, when I had Dark Souls to play, so I didn't didn't play that. But I, I will maybe next week sometime. Did you uh, get that on PC? PC, yep. Uh, I'll just stream myself playing the whole game. It's only supposed to take like three hours. Oh, is that so it? So I'll just play it all in one sitting and, and, and stream the whole thing, so... Uh, pay attention for that. Child of Light, I played for a little bit. Mario Golf, I played for a little bit. But that's all I I did this week is play a lot of games. So, do we want to get right into what we played rather than taking a break? Do we have a lot to talk about? I've got quite a bit to talk about. I don't. I don't. I've got trials. Let's just get right into what we t- what we played. Right, okay. I know, Cora. I know you have to go pretty soon, right, Corey? Uh, I mean, I can stretch it as long as I can stretch it. Okay. That's what she said. That's what he said. <laughs> well, why, why don't you get started then? Go ahead. What did you play? Me? Yeah. Uh, I have two things. One is that I played and beat Find Me uh-huh. on the Me. On the, on the Me. On the 3DS. I don't nice. know where that came from. <laughs> what? I said nice. I'm putting it on the list right now. Oh, thank you. Uh, I asked you guys if, if the Street Pass games would count as beaten games, and you told me they would. Yeah, so. yeah. I finally beat my first one after having my 3DS for a few months, and it was the the Find Me game. I sort of gave a, a surface explanation of all the the Street Pass games when I first got my 3DS, but um, I'll explain a little more in depth because it's really fun the way the way these Street Pass games work. Um, so Find Me is essentially it's you go from enemy to enemy. Every encounter is is like a level. And uh, they're always ghosts or skeletons or something like that. But the way the street pass games work is you accumulate the street passes with other people. And depending on the favorite color of that person's me when they join your system uh, determines what they'll do in combat. So, like, right off the bat, it's really easy. Any Anybody you street pass with can damage the enemies. But as it goes further, like, some of them will be immune to attacks. And you want to, because of that, you want to street pass with people who whose Mies have red shirts, because red-shirted Mies can cast fire spells. Um, and likewise, like, there's white shirts and black shirts, and, and there's enemies who only show up if it's dark. So you want to find somebody whose me has a black shirt. And so when you street pass with them, they go into this find me level, they show up in, at this enemy, and they can make the level dark so you can see the enemy and then attack it. Um and then it's just, yeah, like I said, encounter after encounter. They get more difficult. There's some more things added on. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. And have you guys experimented with those Street Pass games at all? I play. I played that one specifically briefly. I, I maybe beat the first level, I guess. Yeah. And, and didn't beat the second one. But, yeah, that's pre- it's pretty neat. It's cool. I love how they do that stuff. And, and it's, it's also really nice because my roommate Jared has a 3DS, so I can Street Pass with him every day. And the more you street pass with somebody, the higher the level will be in Find Me. Um, so I think I think the highest is level seven, and so I would street pass with Jared, and he would be level seven. And as long as uh, I was able to attack the enemy, he would just come in and knock him out pretty easily. So 
was fortunate in, in that regard. But uh, his favorite color, or the, the the shirt color of his me, is green. And their special ability is to level up the person behind them. Um, so if the enemy I was up against only could be damaged by magic, it would be really nice to street pass with Jared and then street pass with somebody who had a red shirt. So Jared could level up the red-shirted dude who could then go ahead and cast fire magic on the guy and damage him a little bit more. Um, so it, it's really cool in, in that regard. I'm being You guys chat amongst yourselves. Just a second. Okay. Eric, you want to talk, talk trials? Oh yeah, let's talk about trials because right. we we actually teased that in the episode that you were on. Was it two weeks ago? What, yeah. Whenever it was, we teased it, but we never got to it because you had to leave before we oh, got to right, what yeah. we played. So go ahead and talk about so, trials. Yeah, actually, trials has gotten a lot better for me because uh, I finally have some friends on my PS4 that have it. Nice. So I think I've got like five people to compete with. A couple of our listeners, a guy from work, and another guy that I met through streaming FIFA. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, I mean, the first few sets of tracks I found really easy, and I didn't remember the previous game being that easy, and I was like, ah, I wonder if they toned the difficulty down. Good news is they did not turn the difficulty down. Uh, later on in the game, it's just a real bitch to even finish a track. Uh, Will and Corey played some of those tracks with me. and Easy. Yeah, bullshit easy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's just the same. It's the same trials. It's if you liked it before, you're gonna like it still. They the only thing they change is you can do tricks, and it's all controlled by the right thumbstick. I really don't like it. Uh-huh. I, I don't. The only tricks I really ever do are like a backflip or front flip. What's the benefit? Some of the levels you have to do tricks just uh, to get a high score. Okay. Um, other than that, just looks. If it's on a regular track, n- there's no really benefit to it okay um it's just kind of clunky too it doesn't control very well uh-huh. um one of the guys from work that plays it said the same thing he doesn't doesn't really care for it he wishes it was just a button instead of c- trying to control it with the the joystick right and it doesn't do a great job of explaining because you have to have your bike at, at a certain angle and the the thumbstick press in a certain angle to do certain tricks and it doesn't do a great job of telling you what those are um so that's kind of a pain in the ass I don't like the the tracks where it's build up points by doing tricks or yeah. uh, try to balance your bike. I like just a straight up trial. Racing, yeah, yeah, and just you know getting the best score you can on on a difficult track. Um, but I've actually gone back a few times this week because I hadn't played it in a while, and I saw that some other friends had it just to see where my times were and tracks that people had beat me. I uh, climbed back up the leaderboard on a. Quite a few of them. There's one track. I can't remember what it's called. It's got like a ski lift in it. But uh, I just cannot get a good score on it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm just not playing it right. I can't figure out where where I'm going wrong. I just can't get a good score. I probably restarted it 50 times the other day. Yeah. And just could not make up the time. But uh, that's why that game's great. You just keep going, and, you know, when you finally do do it, it's just a great feeling. Uh-huh. And, uh, I mean, for whatever, 15, 20 bucks, I, I think it's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to buy it as soon as I get the opportunity to, good. to, to play it. I hope you do. Because I do want to play it. And the, the more the merrier on yeah. the friends list, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what makes that game great. So I'm happy to see that some of my friends got it. Um, really enjoy it. So okay. I saw they put it out on Steam. Oh, did they? Yeah, the Steam release came out a little bit later. I think it maybe like a week ago, mm. if I had to guess. Also, another difference there might be, I, I haven't looked too much into this, is the bike upgrades. You earn money, and you used to upgrade, like, I think 
in Trials Evolution, you would upgrade like the engine to make your bike stats better. I think, as far as I've seen so far, it's all cosmetic upgrades. Okay, so so it's an even playing field essentially. Yeah, for the races. Yeah, and I guess all the multiplayer is um, local. There's no online. Really, is what I heard. Huh. I don't know if it's temporary or what, but uh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of the multiplayer to that game is just the leaderboards. Right. So I'm good with that. That essentially is the multiplayer. Yeah, really, it is. So okay, I, I would recommend it for sure. Nice, good time killer. All right, Corey. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. That's fine. Um, I have to leave in like fifteen, twenty minutes. Yeah. Okay. So you want to get into Mario Golf? Yeah. Let's talk about Mario Golf. Uh, Dan, it sounds like you played quite a bit more than me. I did. Uh, I played like three rounds. One of them being the handicap round okay. and then a practice round, or uh, uh, what you call it? Not a tournament round. I don't know. I couldn't even figure out what the single player was. Like, which one was a single player? The single player is just the one that you go you go into the clubhouse with your me. Okay, that, that's yeah, the single that's, player. That's what I was doing. And the, the, the single player apparently is not the best part of this game. Like, the single player is kind of short. Like, you just do a handful of tournaments, and that's it. You get your coins to unlock stuff, and that's it. But but really, like, the the, the, the online tournaments are, are the apparently the, the like the focus of this game. But, yeah, what, what you did is you, you, you do a handicap tournament to set your, your character's handicap. And then, see, so yeah, I, I did, the, or I did the, the solo round where you determine your, your handicap, and then I did a handicap tournament where I actually you know compete against the npcs not not other people but i also did an online tournament so i i wanted to have at least that experience before i uh before i talked about it a little bit today how'd you do uh not too bad not too bad i it was a nine hole one on the peaches gardens course which is all has all pink grass which is kind of weird uh, it was also like super high winds, but I think I was a minus five on oh, nine wow. holes. That's pretty good. Uh, but 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 the cool thing about that was that one is one where where you have you see the ghosts like of other people and where their shots go and stuff. That's cool. Um, so that that was kind of neat to see where other people were taking their shots and and oh, there's items in it too, which is different. It, like as far as the base game goes, it's it's Mario Golf. If you've played any of the like car- kind of cartoony golf games, they all kind of play the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but in this one, there you can use items too. I don't remember if there was items in the, in the old Mario golf games. But Not that I remember. Yeah, this one has power ups and stuff. But, but but like I said, the cool thing about it is is all the online tournaments that you do. Like uh, the the one I I was in, you have to register to play in it by May eighth. And it goes until like the tenth or twelfth, and you have enough, you know, that time to you know get your score in. And then they announce the winners somehow. That's so cool. Uh, after after the tournament is completed, you know. What do you win? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Real life money. I, I've I only played it for about an hour and a half, probably. But what are your thoughts, Corey? I really like it, if yeah, only because it's, it's springtime and it's nice to go out on the course and whack some balls around. Yeah. Makes me wish I was good at real golf. Yeah, me too. Um, but, yeah, and I actually, as weird as it sounds, I kind of like hanging out in the clubhouse. and uh, <laughs> Walking around and talking to all the different characters from the Mario universe. Yeah, you go up to the VIP lounge and Mario's in there and, like, you can talk to him and he gives you – he doesn't say anything because he's Mario, but it puts in, in – uh, what's the word? Uh, text parent, bubble parentheses. Uh, text bubble. Yeah, like like you know, 
Mario says is good luck slugger like kind of thing like the the senior guy giving the junior guy a little bit of inspiration kind of thing uh-huh. uh cuz Mario's like the hero of course yeah but I did uh the first thing you have to do is is figure out your handicap right yep and did did you do that yeah yeah, I did that in the in the, in the Forest Club, right? Yeah, you you, you play a solo round where you just by yourself to determine your handicap. I think I was a minus eleven. Oh, oh I, I got I got you beat, Dan. Did you? I was a nine. No, you didn't. Wait, low? Yeah, that's the lower the better, right? Yeah, I was minus eleven. Yeah, minus oh, eleven. No, better. no, no. The lower the number, the better. Oh, nine handicap. I was a nine. nine yeah, I was a nine handicap too. I'm oh, saying okay. my score for that round was minus eleven. Oh, oh right. Okay. Yeah, you you crushed me then. I think I my they must just put you at nine handicap anyway to start off Did, with. Um, I mean, yeah, if you do well, I think they just start you at nine oh, regardless okay. of how well you've done. Because I think I was like a minus five or something like that. Okay, uh, in the practice round. Um, so it makes sense that you know you you were a minus eleven, and we're also nine. It must be that they just put you at nine. Like that's the lowest. That's the lowest you can start off as. Start at yeah. Uh, but that, that's, I mean, that's fine. And that forest course is, is pretty easy. Um, yeah. I haven't really tried any of the other courses. I did play some of the, ch- one of the challenges was, uh, you know, the big target. And you, if you get it in the middle, you get 50 points. Uh, that was one of the challenges I did. There's also, what was that one? The Lakudos run, the Lakudos. It's like a course where you get one shot and then one putt. And if you don't make it, you lose. I haven't done that yet. Oh, okay. I did that. Um, what else did I do? I did one of the tournaments, but it wasn't online. Uh, and I beat Mario by one stroke. Nice. Which, which was with my handicap. Um, I needed my handicap to beat him. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. Yeah, we should say uh, w- it just came out yesterday, which is why we didn't get a lot of time to play it. Um, right. I wanted to you know, spend most of my time playing Dark Souls. so Yeah. I didn't get a ton of time to play. But, yeah, like... Uh, all the reviews are saying, uh, you know, great game, really, and it, and it shines with the with the online stuff ab- about it, which is weird to say about a Nintendo game. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but wow. uh, apparently the online is really good for it. So all I the would pr- uh, Honestly, though, Dan, I-, I would probably be pretty pretty upset if I spent $50 on it. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's not worth 50 Is that a $50 game? Thir- it's 30 Oh. Well, I think I think that's 40. the sale price. It's normally 40 but if you, like, pre-ordered it or order it early, it's 30 so. Um, but there are 3DS games that come at 50, right? Yeah, there's some. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of them. Like RPGs, JRPGs, there's a few yeah. that are 50. They um, can't get 50 bucks for the ones on their console. <laughs> no way. But no, I was happy to have spent $30 on it, and it does, you know, it's it's still, like, it's still really simple when all is said and done. I haven't gotten to, the like, the items and all that stuff. I hope that stuff adds another element to it, because just playing that forest course, it's like, this is... It was really easy. Yeah, that course was too easy. I think my best round on that was like minus thirteen. Jesus, so that's insane. Yeah, I've gotten a couple eagles. Did you get a hole in one? No, no hole in ones. I got one eagle. I've come really close. I've hit the pin on a par three. Uh, yeah, nice on a par three. Uh, came really close to dropping in the hole, but didn't. But uh, no, it's it's really good and it's nice that it's portable. And I want to know how you and I can play against each other. How does that work? We'll have to figure it out later because I'm not entirely sure. But you, you, we can play with each other over the internet, and, and you can play non simultaneously. Like I can play a hole, you can play a hole. Yeah, right. I, I think maybe maybe a round. You could do the whole round at once. 
Oh, okay. And 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 like like in the tournament I played, you would see where my shots go after like a ghost thing. And I think we we can set up personalized on the internet tournament. So just like if the four of us had the game, we would set up a tournament. Just the four of us would take part, and that then, would be awesome. And then the win, you know, the winner gets whatever. The spoils. Bra- bragging rights, probably. <laughs> Mario Golf bragging rights. But you know no, be fun. It's a really fun game. It's 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 a nice. Uh, it's a nice distraction for me from from Dark Souls two and Bravely Default, which is the game other game I've been playing on 3ds. Those are some deepens. Deep, yeah, both very deep games. So, you know, it'd be fun. What's that? If you could wager play coins on these golf matches. Oh, like a skins friends. match. I wonder if you can do that. You might be able to. That would be cool. As I said, I only played it about an hour and a half. So, but yeah, it's a good game. I do, I do, I do. Yeah, like I'm gonna so get far. it. It's, I would have already bought it if I didn't have to get a new car. Yeah. Oh, that's what I did during my week. Sold my car. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well done. <laughs> and are currently car shopping. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts on Mario Golf? Not for me. Will got his today, but he hasn't had a chance to play it yet. So. Yeah, I was trying to pump out Bravely Default. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else do you play, Corey? That's it. Uh, other than Dark Souls. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I'll start with Bravely Default, which I beat. Yay! Dan! Thank you. That's an achievement, buddy. 77 hours and 45 minutes. Dear God. Wow. Is how long it took me to beat Bravely Default. Did you just feel amazing after? I I, I was sad after it was over. Uh-huh. I've, it's been such a such a commitment, uh, and I loved it so much. I was, I was sad when it was over. Very sad. Well, what do I do now? Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> luckily I had Mario Golf, so I could just transition easily into mario golf mm-hmm. uh awesome ending very very good ending it was it was a a, a nice end cap to a 77 hour game uh also after the end credits there's an interactive trailer which i don't know i don't know if we talked about during the episode but the when you like lay it on the table and set it up for the for the character intro videos they have one of those that's a, a like a quote-unquote trailer for the bravely second the oh, the, 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 oh, the next right. game in the bravely series uh and it's amazing and i cannot wait for the next one but it, you know it's you look around the thing with your you know by moving around your 3ds uh it was awesome and it got me really really excited for for bravely second which is supposed to apparently come out sometime later this year huh. um uh another thought uh tiz's theme song could probably be my favorite video game song of all time really uh yeah every time it plays when when you do a special ability i just get so pumped up i know i'm just doing a ton of damage it's fantastic it might even top like a lot of the final fantasy 6 music for me i know that's saying a lot but that's really probably my favorite video game song of all time i'll have to listen then yeah more carefully then yeah uh, and then I put if it wasn't for the if it, if what if, if it wasn't for the repetitive mid to late segments of the game it probably would have broken my top five, uh, but there was that that kind of grindy period that was a little too grindy for me. Yeah, uh, I liked it that much. It was really really good game. Obviously, it took me. You know, I was still going strong at seventy seven hours and forty five minutes. Here's the question. Yeah, this or Fire Emblem, which one do you like more? Oh, that's a tough call. You don't have to answer now. Just something I wanted to throw out. Fire Emblem for me, for sure. 
I don't know. And it would probably depend on my mood. <laughs> That's a hard question. Because I was going to say, like, I, I did get emotionally attached to the Bravely Default characters, but I also got emotionally attached to my Fire Realm characters. So there was there was that. Yeah. So that was strong in both games. But if they're gone, and if they died in Fire Emblem... Yeah, uh, that's a tough call. I don't think I can answer that right now. No? No. All right. I'm just going to go cry. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Bravely Default. Excellent game. Good work, Dan. Thank you. I'm proud of that. Uh, I played Skyland, more Skyliner Swap Force, which I also beat. What? Thank you. Dan's coming out firing. Yeah, I am. I don't, I don't want to get crushed this, this go-around for beating games. Uh, the review card's on the website, so... <laughs> If you want to check that out, uh, there wasn't very, there wasn't anything I didn't like about the game. The only thing I could, I could say that I didn't care much for was the potential cost of all the Skylanders that you have to buy to be able to access everything in the game. Mm. Uh, but I knew that going in, that was no surprise to me. So it's not as big of a deal, but I could see how that would dissuade some people from, cause the game itself, if you buy it new is like 75 or $80. We got it on sale for 35 right around black Friday. Wow. Um, and then spent a lot of money on Skylander characters. Uh, but it's excellent co-op, excellent co-op game. Uh, and, and you know what? My son loves the toys. We actually have had, we set up the game and opened it up on the Wii U and let him put the Skylanders on the portal so he could see like, you know, what, what they did and what their abilities. Was he fascinated? He was fascinated. And what he loved doing was breaking apart the swap force characters and sticking them together to make a new character. Nice. Love that. Nice. He was fat. He did that for probably two hours last night. He was he was enamored with it. So, so, you, so you introduced him. I introduced him to. So Skylanders. is he going to be on the podcast next week? He probably will be talking about how he beat Skylander Swap Force, and he beat <laughs> me in, in the in the multiplayer. I guess no. Dad's a noob. Um, but yeah, I'm also yeah. I'm really looking forward to the one that's coming out in October, even though that's going to cost me and my wife a fortune too. But good stuff. We're. Uh, still playing it. We're working on unlocking everything now. There's a ton of unlockables, challenges, etc. to do uh, after you, you know, actually beat the game. So nice. Yep. Uh, let's see. I also played Sir. You are being hunted, which just came out of early access. Uh, so I guess it's considered a release. Uh, I installed it and played for about an hour. Again, I didn't want to play a lot of other things other than Dark Souls because uh, that's what we were doing our episode about. And, yeah. and I'm hopelessly addicted to Dark Souls too. So. Uh, but the gist of the game is you're a human who is trying to escape the wrath of Victorian gentlemen robots who are hunting you. Uh, it takes place in a first-person perspective with a, a heavy amount of stealth. You have to do a lot of sneaking. And the, the world you're playing in is procedurally generated, so it's all you know different every time you play the game. Uh, but I didn't do too much more than loot a few houses and kill a few robots. I didn't get to you know even figure out really what the game is all about i just wanted to to give it a try i'll be playing it more in the coming weeks did you like what you played because yeah it was cool this is one i've been interested in the graphics are not good no they're very um it looks like a a game that came out yeah it looks like a game that came out in like 2003 or 4 yes but it you know it's it seems cool yeah just just play mine if you want to try it out that's oh man i can do that i know (laughs) crazy about it uh, and then Child of Light, which we're not going to talk too much about. I just want to give my first impressions. We're going to be talking about it, you know, next week, next week's episode. Uh, but I played about two hours. Again, not too much because I was playing Dark Souls. Uh, music and art style, fantastic as expected. But I also really like the combat, uh, which I didn't know if I would. Uh, it's 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 a little more strategic than than your standard uh, like ATB battle system. So, yeah. uh, and I really like it so far. 
But that's all I'm going to say about it. What about you? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Child of Light. Pretty much everything Dan just said I agree with, but I mean, we'll talk about it more. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to doing our episode on it. Good first impressions. Yeah, solid first impressions so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Bravely Default is the next thing I played. I'm not going to talk about that too much. Basically, I'm 35 hours in, and I'm like halfway. What you say, Dan? Yeah, as far as the acts that you're in, you're half, about <laughs> halfway. So I'm, I'm into the <laughs> long haul. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even I like play it and I'm like, boy, like how much more of this? Like it's crazy to think that like I almost have every job and I still have like half a game to go. Yeah. But it's a, it's a doozy. But, you know, <laughs> it's a doozy. <laughs> I like Why, it. How you guys get into that shit? <sighs> I really like it though. Um for whatever reason, I think I'm bad at the game. I get my butt kicked and oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a lot higher than Dan is. <laughs> you are well, pretty bad at it. <laughs> thanks, Eric. With Dan, like when you're in chapter 4, you were like what level 50? I was in the 50s, probably low 50s. Yeah, I'm like 61 and I get my butt kicked and yeah. you didn't. So, I just suck. Um <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to do the show notes while doing this. And hey, the other nothing. thing I played was more Dota. Uh, <laughs> you just love you some Dota. I Well, my friends got addicted, too, so now I have more time to play other than with just Corey and uh, Matt. I'm playing fucking Dota instead of Dark Souls. I think I'm going to play Dota instead of Dark Souls now. You already have. <laughs> A lot more. I don't think I'm going to play Dark Souls this year. Is it possible if I can give Dota my Makes game of the year? You could play it next year and make it your 25th. <laughs> 15's 2014 game of the year. I like that idea, Dan. <laughs> Fucking Dota. <laughs> but I, yeah, that that that's it, really. Okay. Uh, I wanted to play Mario Golf today, but I was trying to get the stupid vampire job, Bravely Default, so I didn't get a chance. It took longer than I thought. Yeah. Uh, that's it, though. Okay. Eric, did you play anything else? No, Trials. that was it for me, Dan. Okay. Do you want to take a quick break and then uh, do feedback? Sure. Do whatever and you I want. I say sayonara. Oh, Corey's got a piece out then. Bye, Corey. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to take a quick break and be back with feedback and maybe a roundtable right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 145 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in our feedback segment. First piece of feedback is from JRats on Twitter. It says, I picked up Dark Souls 2 as well. The first one on PC was almost unplayable due to the controls. I'm much happier with the second one so far. I did not try the first Dark Souls PC controls. I have only I can only see playing that game on a, on a controller. I really cannot see the PC controls working. I, even on the second one, which I know is supposed to be better. I just can't see it that's being, one, being easier. That's one thing that's holding me back on playing it. The computer is I'm too lazy to plug in my PlayStation 4 controller and illegally play yeah. on that because they don't have the system up for it. Yeah, there's no drivers yet. So it's kind of hard for me to... You should get just get a wired 360 controller. I just want to use my PS4 controller any opportunity, though. Yeah, I understand that. I, like, I have it working. I just have to map everything out, and I'm just way too lazy. Yeah, No, that is a pain. I absolutely agree. Because yeah. it's, it's not... It's not standard, you know? And the button... the Like, the button prompts on the thing are Xbox controller. Oh buttons, really? Yeah. Crap. Oh, right. That's different. Looks like but you, you, I mean, you just have to have your PlayStation Four controller, you know, there, and then have like on a piece of paper the buttons mapped out for the 360 controller. You know, that's a, so you yeah. know which button to push. Yeah. But it's a, it's an added thing, you know. An obstacle. It's not big. Right. It's, I need to well, stop being a sis. No, I understand the lazy <laughs> perspective more than anyone probably. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I'm, I have a pretty good grasp on it myself. Yeah. 
<laughs> you're in good company for, yeah. for laziness. <laughs> Lack of drive. Uh, this is from yep. Ryan and Iowa on Twitter. says, I highly suggest Da Vinci's Demons for a TV show, especially for Dan and Corey. I'm hoping lots of hockey talk, even Pecorine playing in the World Championship, which I think is a bad call. Thanks, boys. How about that OT win by the Rangers with two goals in five seconds and then two goals uh, by our boy Patty freaking Kane? Uh, so Da Vinci's Demons. Uh, I'm interested in Da Vinci stuff. Uh, he's, he was an interesting guy, kind of a the for uh, the first Renaissance man, really. You know, someone that was good at everything. Mm-hmm. I, I I'll probably look it up at some point. As I said, I, I don't really have uh, time or the drive to watch TV shows, but I, I'll get to it eventually. I'll put it on my. I do have a list of stuff I have to watch. So, uh, hockey talk. I wasn't aware Pecorino was playing in the worlds. I also think it's a bad idea. I don't think he was fully recovered from his injury, but it might help him get his sharpness back. Uh, I have no problem with that. You know Nashville better, but like yeah. the injury was from complications. The why he was yeah. out longer. So yeah, because he got an infection in his hip surgery. So his hip was healed from the what? Like what happened? Didn't he like the injury from his hip? Like healed? Like it happened a year ago. So that's like yeah. healed. The problem was like an infection. It got infected. Yeah. So basically, the GM for Nashville said, "Yeah, you can go over and play. You'll get your you know your yeah. starts." Yep. Uh, hopefully, you know if it. Hopefully it keeps them sharp, yeah. you know, for, for for the off season. So. so I don't think it's that bad. I can see why you would think it would be bad. Yeah. But I think it also could help Nashville next year. Hopefully. We definitely need to have our goalie back. <laughs> yeah, you need him. <laughs> we had a rough rough start to our season, uh, especially with our team not scoring very many goals. Til, but, til until the, till the last, last couple <laughs> games of the season where they scored 14 goals in two games. That's absurd. But uh, Rangers. They had scored, scored two goals in five seconds. Yeah, what happened was Brassard got the puck and fired it into the top left corner, and they couldn't tell if it went in. They waved it off, and the rebound, Pouliot put it home. Uh, so either way, the Rangers won. Okay. Um, but they reviewed it, and uh, they gave it to Brassard. And oh, so Brassard, it didn't go in the first time. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then uh, Pat Keane, which which game was that? Yesterday? Yeah, against the Wild. Okay, did he... he I've I've not I should say I've not watched any hockey. Yeah, he scored. Yeah. He scored two he scored two goals and then he I heard one was dirty. Yeah, uh on Reddit they said take this off because children are on here. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was like really filthy. I'll have to watch. Backhand. I mean, Breeze Galov's a bad goalie. Right. But it was really it was a ridiculous goal. Yeah, it was it was nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, Mnell's on eighty-seven or Mnell's eighty-seven on Twitter rather says, "I just had to send a package to Binghamton for work. Unfortunately, it wasn't for the athletes." Mm-hmm. My response was, "You doing commerce with Binghamton? Binghamton has businesses." <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, uh, "What's going on here in Binghamton?" I don't know. Must be new. Must yeah. be new new development. <laughs> new business moving. Yeah, that's weird. Google Fiber. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> Quickly shot down. I still haven't heard anything from the town. Uh, you got my text about? That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, it's just just Time Warner upgrading, which is fine. If they offer us faster speeds, that's fine. Uh, I, that's not ideal, but I'll take it. You know, it's better than the shit internet we have now. Okay. So, uh, Facebook Tito in LA says I saw an ad for a mobile game called Black. It looks very interesting. It appears to be a puzzle game by try or appears to be a puzzle game by trying to create a flow on the touchpad. Uh, that will hit all the dots you need to hit, and as a result, ends up looking like a cool motion painting. I think Corey will find it inter- interesting, but I'm not sure there's much game to it after a few puzzles. So we'll have to let Corey know about that one. Black. Black. B-L-E-K. Black. That can look right now. 
Uh, moving on. This is from my wife, Valerie, who says, Watching Dan play Dark Souls 2 has me very intrigued in the game. It's very creepy, and I get freaked out just watching it. I did feel, or I feel they did a very good job creating the world, and the bad guys are intense. I would never play a game like Dark Souls, but I have to say it's quite impressive. And on a off-topic side note, when are Will, Corey, and Eric getting Skylanders so there can be an episode about it? You guys may need to take a small personal loan to buy all the Skylanders <laughs> you want slash need, but I promise it's worth it. So I think we all agree that Eric wouldn't be able to play Skylanders, right? Eric's not getting Skylanders. Eric Eric wouldn't be able to pull that one over on the no. old lady, huh? No. I will be joining, actually, when the new one comes out. Are you going to get the new one? Probably, yeah, for PS4. We can swap swap Sky, swap Skylanders. Yeah, so you don't need to buy them all, Dan. Yeah, that's a good trade. idea. That's a good idea. So We can pool them like we do other things. Yeah. All right. Should work. That works. I don't know about Corey. I think that's something Corey and He's Sophie. Interested. I think that's something Corey and Sophie would have fun playing Probably, too. Probably, yeah. Because Sophie, Sophie plays a few games that are similar to that. Yeah. I wanted so. to say intriguing was a good word for Dark Souls. Yes, that is a perfect word. Yeah, it is. Something about it just draws you right in. Yeah, she was freaked out by all the huge bad guys that I was fighting. Uh, Which ones? Like the 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 metal giants in Hyde, Hyde's Tower. Hyde's Tower. I'm trying to remember the last time she watched me play it though. It was a few nights ago. I don't remember exactly what I was doing, but yeah. Uh, oh, she saw me play some of in, in the Bastille too. The giant guys with the spears. Oh, the big the fat long, guys. Yeah, yeah. The they, they look like mummies almost. By the way, um, you know the area in the last Lost Bastille where there's a bonfire behind the wall. Yeah. Are you supposed to have him kick that barrel into the wall? I pushed it myself. If you bump into it, it'll roll down the hill and. Okay. It's, sometimes it doesn't go the right way, but... Yeah, because he kicked it at me once, and it went flying to the sidewall, and I was like, well, how am I supposed to get him to kick that at me? Yeah, draw him away, and then bump into it yourself. Okay. And it should roll down and, and blow up on the wall. Gotcha. Yeah. That bonfire's not that far in, though. I was hoping it'd be a little further. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not a huge... Is there more to that zone after the Sentinels? Yes. Okay. There's a little bit more. Okay. There's one more bonfire... One more bonfire that I that I saw. You okay. know, there's always areas when you sure. go back and you're like, "How did I miss that before?" You know, there was one that I found in the Lost Giants that uh, I don't know how I didn't find it before. But what was it? You know where those there's like a you go through that tunnel where the turtle guys are. Yep, and then yep. you go out the door. Mm-hmm. That area. There's a there. bonfire in there. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get that my first few times yeah, through there. Me either. I had no idea because I didn't see that. Do- it, the door is like right around on the right-hand side yeah. where you go down. Yeah. I didn't know that was there for the longest time. I passed through that way 10, 15 times and didn't see it. And then one time I was bored, I was just walking around. I think I was grinding souls or something. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it. I was like, hey, new area. Uh, moving on, Tito in L.A. again. He says, hey, guys, it's Tito in L.A. I got a couple of beta keys to try out Wildstar. So I've been playing that since... Yesterday with my cousin, so far it's fairly enjoyable besides the disconnects. I'm not sure if it's a game I like or I'll be buying since I'm new to MMOs and the time commitment it takes. I also bought Child of Light the other day. Played very briefly, uh, but I hope to put a lot more time into it once Wildstar Beta ends this weekend. The art style is wonderful, but early on in the game feels very easy. I haven't been hit by an enemy yet, uh, as you can use your light buddy to slow down enemies and blind them. It adds a nice layer of strategy, but it might make it too easy. 
Uh, also, I was very excited to hear Epic Games announced they'll be bringing back Unreal Tournament. Absolutely love that series. That style of old school FPS you don't just don't see anymore. I bought Unreal Unreal Tournament 2004 on Steam with my cousin. You've probably seen me playing it once in a while. It's still a lot of fun. Unreal Tournament has always had great weapons and fun modes like Instagib, or is it Instagib? Instagib, uh, which is essentially one shot, one kill in a fast-paced open environment. Uh, and a lot of customization over bots to increase the difficulty, which made playing matches a lot of fun. Hope they bring back a lot of classic maps and modes like Onslaught. I think the older generation will flock to Unreal Tournament because from the comment section of some articles, people sound really excited, seemingly from the nostalgia of spending so many hours with that game in the late 90s, early 2000s. One last thing, an idea for episodes in case you're ever trying to think of what to do for a certain week. I think it would be cool to visit older games that are probably not as well-known, underrated classics, if you will, and do a brief history and summary of the game. The perfect example would be Kingdoms of Amalur, but that game has already been mentioned and promoted plenty of times on the podcast. But any other lesser-known titles from the past, I think they would make for good episodes and bring some spotlight to titles that are essentially underrated. See you guys around. So thanks, Tito. Wildstar Beta. I actually I fired up the Wildstar Beta last night for a little bit because I, I p- procured myself a, a key for it too. But I, I same thing. I kept getting disconnected. They were having some some server issues, so I was like, I'm just gonna play Dark Souls. <laughs> so uh, that's what I did. But yeah, it's same. I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, I like it. It's it's a fun game. It's a cool game. I really can't see spending the the fifteen bucks a month on the subscription. It's it's just too much. I would I would definitely if it didn't have one if it had the same uh, model as Guild Wars two I would definitely play it. But I I can't see buying a game for sixty bucks and and spending fifteen a month on on playing it right now with so much other good stuff and and my huge backlog. I just can't see sinking that kind of time into it. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, it it is a fun game. Uh, Child of Light. Shadow of Light, the enemies will get tougher. Yep. Guarantee that. Once they introduce, like, two or three, yep. it's not as easy to do the firefly, firefly thing. Yeah. So. Um, but, again, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, Epic Games is coming out with Unreal Tournament. A new Unreal Tournament. How do you I'd feel about be interested that in that. Yeah, I am, we, too. We all spent a little bit of time with Unreal Tournament back in the day. I bought 1999 one. Oh, okay. So still play it. Nice. So. Yeah. Will probably played that. He played it more than me back in the day. Yeah. I, I was played like, a little bit. I was, like, three. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a little little, ki- little guy. Old tyke. You yep. can barely see on the keyboard. Walnut. Blowing people's heads off. <laughs> Blowing people's heads off. I'll never forget mom telling you or Corey to turn the violence off. Mm-hmm. Turn f- the violence off. That's right. <laughs> Full heads were coming off when I was using the sniper. And, and blowing up into really <laughs> pixelated chunks. Yep. Now look at me. Yeah. So violent. Queen. <laughs> now the queen. <laughs> No, but that is cool. Uh, I'm definitely interested in that too. The the they were always always fun games and you know with with Steam and the, the Steam the, the amount of people the, yeah the amount of people using it that, that I think that'll be big. Uh, so that that is very cool. Uh, oh, the episodes idea, uh, reliving uh, classic games. We actually had planned on doing that one time. Remember when we were going to do a Battlefront two episode? Uh, the only yeah. problem with that was me. Only me and Eric were able to play it, and, and it sucked. I, I see. I didn't think it sucked. It, I did. Let's let's just say it didn't hold up too well. I didn't think it didn't hold up at all. <laughs> uh, there just wasn't a lot to talk about because because there was only two of us to play. If all four of us had played it, we could have talked about what happened in the matches and stuff. But 
uh, only two of us were able to play it and there wasn't a lot there but but you're right that is something i do want to do because there is a lot of older games that that do hold up and that we can revisit uh and talk about extensively so final so fantasy just, tactics just don't expect a battlefront 2 episode battlefront 2 was a bad choice that was a bad choice we ended bad up bye uh, yeah i think we ended up uh changing the episode like Minute. last last minute it was like an hour before yeah we're like, <laughs> me and eric were like i'm uh i don't think we have a lot to talk about do you, remember, here. do you remember what we did i think we did the like adjust the news episode <laughs> if i remember correctly we mailed it in yeah <laughs> brilliant so <laughs> so yeah that's it for feedback i think any other thoughts no, I don't think so, Dan. I'm looking forward to trying Child of Light this week. Yeah. Uh, mixed in with my Dark Souls play. Yeah. Um, I'm in the same boat. hope Dark Souls doesn't take away your liking of it. Of what? Child of Light. It might Why a little. It? I don't it know. A yeah. I just feel like you're going to be like, well, I want to play Dark Souls, so then you're not going to want to play Child of Light. I, I give it a... Well, I'm going to play Child of Light regardless. Yeah, but if you're playing it, I just don't want you to be like, I just want to play Dark Souls. And mail it in. I'll try to keep in mind that it's more because of how good Dark Souls is. Yeah. Than, okay. Than a knock on Child of Light. That's all I ask. I'll try. Okay. Although I think you might like it. Yeah. So. I think I'll like it. It looked uh, awesome. Yeah. There's... I was excited for it. Yeah. Dark Souls just took me away. <laughs> <laughs> Slept you off your feet. Took all my excitement away from everything. Yeah. Watch Dogs. <laughs> Well, we, Dogs we, anyway. we weren't excited about that one. What's you know, one that's coming up that we were excited for? Nothing, well, I, right? It's nothing more than a glorified Grand Theft Auto with hacking. Right. Oh, God. I'm scared to get it. I am too. I'm going to get it, but I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to either. Um, There's not, honestly, a ton I'm too excited for right now. Are you guys getting Wolfenstein? I'm not I'm, sure. That's a wait. That's a wait. It's a wait on the reviews for me. Yeah. Transistor I'm going to get. Yeah. Uh, Mario Kart 8, I'm really looking forward to. But yeah, to. I mean, as far as like Heck AAA yeah. titles right now. Not until fall. Then there's a lot coming out in the fall. Yeah, right now. I, I mean, Dark Souls will keep me busy. I want to Child of Light. I want to beat. I want to do my Outlast slash Daylight stream. So I got I got some stuff. And yeah. Borderlands 2 is coming out for Vita. That's yeah, right. I'll probably pick that up at some point. Nice. But okay. I got some stuff. Some stuff in the pike. Okay. Uh, Amazon. If you want to help the podcast, you can help us out by, well, I mean, if, I guess if you're or anything or pre-order any games or what you know, what have you, you can help out the podcast by clearing your cookies and then clicking on our banner. It's on the upper right-hand side. Um, I just got Mario Golf from Amazon, which was great. I tweeted Amazon, and they tweeted me back. I'm about, so stupid. I bought something kind of expensive the other day on Amazon and didn't click. It happens. I never remember. God damn it. It was pornos, wasn't it? <laughs> I used to get my girlfriend a nice watch for, uh, she's graduating from college. Oh, nice. On the 17th. Huh? Pornos. Porn. It was porn. <laughs> VHS. It was porn and an adult doll. Porn tapes. Uh, but yeah, if, if, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to help the podcast, you can, you can place your order through Amazon. Uh, they won't charge you anymore, but, but the thumbstick athletes get a little, get a little money back from amazon if you do that uh also you can donate to us too uh which is always nice never a requirement of course all of our content will always be free um but yeah if you want to help out you can 
feel free to donate. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash thumbstickathletes. Our Twitter feed is twitter.com slash tsathletes or at capital T, capital S, athletes. Uh, thumbstickathletes.com is our our website address. And 607-527-0547 is our voicemail number if you want to call and leave a voicemail. I think there's like a minute and a half time limit for that, maybe two minutes. It's not very long. Uh, or you can email us directly at thumbstickathletes at gmail.com. So that's everything. Yes, sir. All right. That'll do it for episode 145 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. <laughs> Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four. Oh,